0: Can you be quiet please, thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
1: There's local politics, bud.
2: I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree?
3: Sustained effort and violence!
0: It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sub boat. You know Andrew.
4: what?
5: We couldn't get on the SUGBOAT. boat SUG! <laughs> 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 It's a test. So what's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the Sugg bug? It's a test.
4: Y'all are haters and non-believers.
0: Sugg, Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
4: Alrighty, welcome in. A Super Bowl Monday hangover edition of Pirate Radio Live. Also, time to get you ready for some East Carolina Pirate Baseball. we we'll are talking about... That a lot during today's program right here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, 930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Like our Facebook page. Make sure you watch us there. You can chime in. You can be a part of the show. Uh, Questions, comments uh, for our players that we're going to be talking to today right here on pirate radio live we uh have a lot coming up including east carolina pitcher cj mayhew he'll join us coming up in about 25 minutes or so brian bailey will join us at the end of this hour to talk super bowl and uh, get you ready for pirate baseball he was also at the ecu football banquet over the weekend we'll uh, recap that as well at four o'clock we'll talk to pirate shortstop Ryder giles Uh, Also, in the four o'clock hour, Bryson Worrell, East Carolina outfielder, will join us. And Carson Wisenhunt dropped by the studios earlier today. You'll hear the interview with the lefty Wisenhunt coming up in the four o'clock hour as well. In the five o'clock hour, Troy D will be alongside and we'll talk to ECU head baseball coach Cliff Godwin. It's the Monday before the season starts. This is when we like to spring the rotation question maybe get a lineup from cliff we'll see what he's ready to uh to give out to us today but we'll get a season preview with the head coach of the pirates cliff goblin coming up at five o'clock all right shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin cj schaefer are here and i am joined in studio by east carolina infielder zach agnos zach welcome in how you doing man I'm doing good. I'm excited, and uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I called you infielder because you played third, but might see you at a different position uh, this year. So coming up Friday, you think you'll be at second base?
6: Uh, I think so. Uh, there's no guarantees uh, with Coach Galvin, <laughs> as you know. Um, you could be on the mound. I could be. I could be. You never know. Um, but, no, I think I will be, and I think I'll be used a lot um, across the infield this year, so
4: and the fact that you don't know this close to the season tells me that you are comfortable at third, second. If they put you at short, wherever you feel pretty good about, no matter where you are in the field. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, this fall, I was at shortstop
6: a lot and uh, played a little bit of third too. And uh, at, once I got back from break, I uh, they asked me if I could play second base. I said absolutely, and uh, it's uh, pretty comfortable for me. So.
4: Well, uh, coming up in high school, were you predominantly short or you played yeah, short? Yeah, well,
6: out of high school, I was actually mainly a pitcher. Oh, yeah. okay. I was Coach Godwin said I was a pitcher that played a position, whereas Carson was a position player that pitched. Okay. And now those roles have kind of flipped. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and uh, we've seen you at a, a few different places during your career here at East Carolina. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the off season, Zach, and you specifically. What did you want to improve on? What, whether it be in the field with Palumbo or uh, at the dish hitting what, what were their, your main goals this offseason
6: uh I, you know just build off of what i've already done um i had a long talk with coach guy when uh before the fall right when i got back from summer ball and said we weren't going to change anything we're just going to work on mainly approach stuff and simplifying the game and i think that's the biggest thing because after playing college baseball for two years it's a it's a completely different ball game than anything that i've played before and the best thing you can do is just slow down the game within the game so that's the one thing that i've really focused on and uh i think i believe i've gotten better at it and coach godwin has uh paid me some compliments too
4: of course uh you are the brother of jake agnos you had an opportunity to pick his brain and and he said that i remember him saying that you became friends with some of his teammates you know coming up so now now talking to them about the d1 level of baseball and then playing it is two different things so how much uh, was there a learning curve for you when you first got here from high school um i
6: feel like i i feel like i had a pretty easy transition um partially mainly because of jake and he was just you know when he'd come home and throw for break he'd start he'd be 20 feet away throwing the ball as hard as he could and say oh you think you can't handle this and you're gonna you're gonna have a tough time in college well and you know how he is and uh so i mean he he definitely helped me and helped me mature early um you know i also have an older brother john and he also he when he first got out of college he was living at home when i was still in high school and he uh humbled me quite a bit and uh Knocked me on my butt when I needed to. So uh, those two definitely helped me mature and made the transition a little easier for me. So.
4: And you have a sister as well, yep. is that right?
6: She's the oldest. She's the ringleader. So the you're moment.
4: the youngest out of everybody. I am. I am. All right. Well, I was going to ask you a lot about you and Jake, but with all your siblings, do you remember, I'm sure they used to beat you no. all the time, and then you, did, do you remember when you finally like beat Jake or your other brother at something? Yeah,
6: it was, uh, I'm John is... John's, like, a CrossFit, like, very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see. He'll be throwing out the first pitch on Friday, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, uh, no, I remember we were at Thanksgiving, and we were playing this game, and Thanksgiving's a big thing in our family, so my mom's side of the family comes up, and my dad's side usually does, but not the past few years because of COVID and all, but um, so... My aunt, Jody, my mom's sister, she's she's the one that always brings the games and stuff. And so she taped or glued, super glued a bunch of feathers to uh, like a T-shirt. And she's like, Zach, oh, you're going to be the turkey. And the point of the game was to pull off the <laughs> feathers. And uh, Jake thought it would be funny to come full sprint down our hill as I was running away with my back turned to him and <laughs> clocked me. And uh, then they all started, everybody started pulling out their phones and videoing. And I remember I got him on the ground. I just started elbowing him. I didn't, want, I didn't want to hurt him too bad. I know he'll probably be mad that I told that story, but he won't admit it. But that's that's the one time I think I actually got him.
4: All right. We'll save this one and uh, we'll hear Jake's side of it. His is going to be a totally <laughs> different story, oh, I'm of sure. Of course it is. Uh, while we're on the topic, though, I did uh, ask Jake about you, which I, I do every time we have him on the show, because like yourself, very... Personable, a great interview, good talker. uh He likes to mix in slights at you and also give you compliments. So I think there's a little bit of both here. But this was either right before or after the Greenville Regional you guys won last year. It was in the summer of 21, and kind of taught to him how you improved during the season. And here uh, is what Jake had to say.
3: I mean, it's very easy. You know, I look at my sophomore year when you know had a couple bad outings and let that spiral. He did a good job of just kind of. Sticking with it, and uh, like you said, I I think you know his average. Clearly, if you ask him, is not where he wants it to be. But but you look at the walks and and the extra base hits, and you know he does. He's a catalyst for the team. You know he's going to get on base however he can. Um, So he's done a phenomenal job of that. I, I you know I think for Zach and I told him this. Like I think in the beginning of the season, you know he was just trying to do too much. You know he tried to play with swag and this and that. And it just looked forced, and I told him, like, just, just play your game. And once he started doing that, I remember texting him after a game and just saying, like, you play with more swagger and you look more confident when you don't try to do any of that stuff. and You just go out there and play like you do. So, um, you know, I, sometimes I wanted to swing at some more first pitches just so I don't have to lose more hair as the count goes on. <laughs> he's done a phenomenal job of, of really turning around the season, and then I, I'm more proud of how he's been in the field. I think he's made some unbelievable plays. And uh, has really showed off, you know, how powerful his arm is, and it's been fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I find myself like just as stressed out and, and and mad when he, you know, does something wrong as I do myself. But it's a lot easier when, uh, you know, you're you're behind the screen and and you know you can say whatever you want. But he's done a great job of of flipping it and uh, really being a. A catalyst for this team at times, so yeah. I'm just proud of the way that he didn't let that that initial failure, you know, bring him down.
4: That's Jake Agnos, brother of Zach Agnos, and uh, giving you some praise there, and it is funny, I, I swear we talked to him, I think, live during one of y'all's games, and uh, I remember him, like, especially that last NC State game he pitched, and he was all, like, hyped up, <laughs> I the nerve, the amount of nerves he had watching his little brother play was hilarious to me. Like he he was all into it. He was like living every single pitch with you. And uh, I don't know, it was pretty cool to hear. Yeah, that just tells you the kind of brother he is. Yeah, and, um, yeah
6: no, he, uh, me and him had some talks when, when as we mentioned, the struggle happened early. But he definitely had some talks with me and him and John. Would we have a brothers group chat and they would send me some stuff and on me when i needed. let's just say that
4: i think you have a natural s- swagness about you i mean swag knows, swagnos has been said. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it that's on my glove every year chandler have you ever um swagged so much that you you out swagged the situation and ran out of swag does that ever happen to mean, you
5: it happens it happens <laughs> to the best of us yeah so but uh yeah i could you be the joe burr of BC baseball <laughs> where you just it's not—it's like you don't even
4: try yeah. it's like yeah, you just, the effortless effortless swagness
6: yeah i that's some big shoes to fill <laughs> Joe Burrow and, or as they like to call him Joe Shiesty Joe yeah. uh, Shiesty yeah there we are but uh, you know I, you know who I think really could and I think's got good potential but they they do try and they try a little too hard is Josh Moylan hmm, he, uh-huh. he goes to all those uh, he goes to like stores and gets like, like he wore a Mandalorian shirt which is actually really cool um he wears like those little tiny glasses like he does all that he's got a little fashion to him but he tries really hard (laughs) (laughs) talking to zach agnos
4: here inside the pirate radio studio so zach uh i'd like to ask you guys this what else did you play in high school and coming up what were your other sports that you played
6: um i played basketball and baseball that was pretty much it uh soccer when i was like a kid but basketball and baseball and then and once I got to high school strictly baseball and then you were really good at
4: feather football we learned yeah right yeah right. yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> um, i'll rough it up a little bit
4: i was a little surprised to hear carson wisenhunt and and this is me maybe stereotype and i asked who the best basketball player was on the ecu baseball team he thought about it for a moment and he said Ryder giles yeah Ryder. rider's pretty ball yeah he's pretty good okay
6: um i i remember my freshman year we're just shooting around, Coach Gowen, don't get mad. We're just <laughs> shooting around outside and like playing some around the world and Ryder just like went around the world and went back and lit it up. Just not not even like changing turns. I was like, okay. I was
4: like, Yeah, he's pretty good. Awesome. We'll have to talk about his basketball exploits coming to. up at four <laughs> o'clock. Zach Agno's here getting ready for the season opener. I asked uh Wizenhunt about this from a pitcher standpoint. How about you as a hitter when it comes to scouting opponents and is it tough to scout like a Bryant as opposed to a conference team or a North Carolina? Like, how much do you know, or is that something you look at later in the week? Um, I haven't really thought
6: about the games. I'm not going to lie. Um,
4: is that but, like because you're so day to day, or
6: um, that and I do. not Yeah, I mean, I don't like to look ahead. I really don't, and I think, I mean, that's what some week preach. And, yeah. But uh, we re- also don't know a lot about Bryant. Yeah. Um. We know that they're a talented team they make a regional every year and the one thing we know is they're going to give us their best punch so
4: and they were uh an opponent of the pirates in the charlottesville regional was jake on those teams no okay that was was before
6: year before jake
4: uh travis watkins hit that dinger against virginia they went to a super but bryant was the two seed in that regional and east carolina knocked him off as a three seed we'll see him here at home coming up you don't look ahead and and that makes sense and you're not supposed to cliff doesn't want you to but (laughs) I, I, do you look at the schedule at all and see, okay, we're playing Carolina, Duke, all yeah. that stuff? Okay. Yeah, I
6: have. I have, definitely. Um, I looked. I actually, one time when I was in a meeting with Coach Galvin in the fall, he has these little books for his recruits. And if you flip through the books, it's like reasons you should come to ECU, blah, blah, blah. And then it's got part of the schedule. It doesn't have the dates. It just has the teams that we're playing. And so he went to the bathroom. and <laughs> So I just started flipping through the pages, and I saw all this, like, I don't know how long it was in the fall and it was like Virginia Tech Carolina Duke NZC. I was like dude this is an awesome schedule <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then you had to pretend you didn't know yeah. that you were playing like later surprised
6: when they told us I was like no way <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Zach Agnos here another reason to come to East Carolina is the, the family atmosphere you got the jungle you've got the fans uh, I really loved uh, how Cliff incorporates, you know, former players, things like that, but also players' families, and and you know, it means a lot, I'm sure, to you and and the Pirate family that's kind of helped you out through some tough times mm-hmm. uh, this yeah. off season. But it's really cool, Zach, to to be out in the jungle and to meet, like I was telling Carson, I met his parents, like mm-hmm. met your family, the Bridges, like all those. Uh, that, that's a really neat part of this thing that it kind of extends beyond the field with ECU baseball.
6: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it is, and that's uh, that's something like you said is very special about this place. Um, you don't find that everywhere, and I, that's 100% truthful. I got buddies that play in different programs, and I played summer ball, and I asked everybody how their fans are. I got terrible. Like I was like, okay, like there's no place like this, and like you mentioned, these tough times that people have just really stepped up and. You know, put a hand on my shoulder, and not even mine, but just my whole family's, my mom's. Um, they got that bench out in right field I actually spent some time with the other night, oh yeah. and uh, you know, you just can't beat it, um, and that just makes that just makes playing a little bit easier, because you know that, no matter what, that these guys got your back, and... Um, that they're going to support you no matter what,
4: and your family will be here Friday. Uh, oh, uh, you said uh, Big John, Is that John, older John throwing John, out the first pitch.
6: He, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out some tickets there. But uh, <laughs> my sister, my sister, the oldest one, she's a little worried. She's been texting me a lot, like, "Oh my gosh, do so I need to buy tickets?" I was like, "No, Katie, we'll we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it." So, <laughs> uh, but no, everybody will be here. So I'm excited for them all to come down.
4: All right, I know Cliff hates when we bring this up, but like we have to. I no norby no gavin bridges Colmore, franny Cadell. Like uh, you're losing a lot how are you guys gonna win games this year but you got a, some great returners i'm interested zach to see some of these new faces who are some guys that we haven't seen yet that pirate fans are gonna enjoy watching oh there's a lot of
6: them uh ryan mccrystal uh he's a catcher very very talented very talented bat he's got a great arm um he's just a good dude to be around fun dude to be around um I think pitching wise, we got a lot, man. We got Eric Ritchie, who throws the ball well. We got Trey Savage, who throws hard and has really good stuff. We got Merritt Beaker. Jake Hunter is, uh, he's, uh, he doesn't have anything that'll be like, holy crap, this dude is amazing. But, I mean, he, I um, mean, Coach Gotwin said that we, he stacked the lineup yesterday against Jake Hunter to see how he pitched. And I think he gave up one hit in four huh. innings. And he, uh, wow. so he's pretty good. I mean, there's, I mean, everybody like, there's everybody. Luke Nowak, he can run a bit around the bases in probably five seconds. He's so fast. Um, all the infielders. And um, so, I mean, we got a lot of talent. And I'm really excited. And um, I think it's a good mix with experience. And we got some good leadership on this team. And, uh, oh, one that I forgot to mention was Jacob Jenkins Cowart or Coart. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, but uh just a freak. Like, just so much talent, so much juice. He's just a just another dude that just runs through a wall, like just goes full speed ahead.
4: Looking forward to some of those new names. Yeah. And, of course, all the the returners, you know, a lot of experience on this yeah. team as well. Uh, Zach, I asked Carson who the toughest guys he had to face this fall and, and the scrimmages were, and he said, yourself and – uh Lane Hoover, another lefty hitting on a lefty. He said he couldn't get him out. Uh, how about you? Uh, who were the, the toughest arms you faced this off season for Um
6: Carson was tough, especially when he nailed me with 93 right in the ribs mm. on Friday. Um, get you ready for the season, oh, yeah, right? There's a big bruise right there. It hurts. People try to mess around and touch and I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, like I said, Jake Hunter, uh, he's like, like I said, like right. I, I thought I saw him really well, but he just blew fastballs by me. Kept me off balance, pitch pitches on the black of the plate, and uh, so um, Mayhew's not a fun at bat. But um, I'll probably say Carson. Carson's really tough, really really tough because he's got that really good changeup.
4: How are you guys? Well, I should save the health question for Cliff. I don't want you to get in trouble. I'll I'll ask how the team's doing health wise with Cliff. Yeah, I'll save you from like running laps or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But I, I know the team's fired up. Like, do you guys? Look, regional champions, that's great. Lost in the super to a great team, that mm-hmm. happens. Uh, do you think about that, bring it up as motivation? Is that all in the rear view? How do you use that?
6: Yeah, I, I mainly use it to motivate the guys. Um, I know some of them were, like the new guys especially, I know some of them were in the stands last year during the regional. And I asked them, I was like, how was it? They're like, dude, that was so fun. I was like, you think it's fun out there? Imagine when you're on the field and you make a play and you just turn around and see – Five and a half, six thousand 6,000 people going crazy. Um, but, it, like, it's just something that not every team can experience. Like, I mean, it's incredible. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it, but um, I try not to think about it because, like, I don't want to be so disappointed. Right. Where if we go in as a two seed, I don't want to be like, oh, our season's over. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward uh, to the season. And, oh, here comes Mayhew. I'm looking <laughs> forward to the season. And, um yeah just using that as motivation basically it's uh fun
4: uh you guys uh have had that experience and and obviously don't take it for granted you never know when your your time will come to to not host a regional or host a regional but uh man it was so much fun last year especially with the fans being out for oh, like a year and a half to I have know. them back that was uh that was such a party out there all right zach how about your your new school with the the swagno stuff we talked about but the old school approach of drawing walks—you're making walks cool again. Yeah. How about that part of your game? Uh, like, is that something you've always had? Did that just kind of happen? Like, uh, what's over the walks? I, I don't remember ever walking that much.
6: Um, my senior year of high school, I walked quite a bit just because
4: they were probably pitching away from me.
6: Yeah, I—I I mean, I don't want to be but yeah, yeah, like yeah. um But I, I never walked, and it's something. I mean, I got into a lot of deep counts. um yeah, walks are cool. I mean, it's put. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a speed demon, but I can put pressure on the defense with yeah. my base running. I, I like to think I'm a pretty savvy base runner, and you know, it's just another base runner puts pressure on the pitcher, gets them in the stretch, adds pitches. Um, usually, walks aren't four pitches. Usually, it's six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, which right. Pitchers, our pitchers shoot for like 13, twelve or thirteen less pitches in an inning. So uh, it's just a gritty, grindy approach. I like
4: it. You're a a VA guy. I'm glad to hear you're still sticking with the, well, Commanders Commanders. now. Uh, But you're a fellow Washington fan. That's great to hear. Uh, How about, uh, who are your your big league guys you like to watch, maybe get some stuff from their game and put into yours? Are you a Nationals guy? Yeah, I am,
6: but I don't, I mean, obviously Juan Soto. He's just to watch him play so fun. But I, I really, really like... Charlie Blackman from the Rockies just because he doesn't care he's kind of all out just doesn't care just plays like he doesn't he's got a big beard long kind of nasty greasy hair <laughs> but uh, he's awesome and I just think he doesn't try to go for the everything like attention all this and stuff and like I remember one year he didn't make an all-star game and he like tweeted something like I don't care like something like just he doesn't really care and I think he plays the game for the right reasons and that he loves it and I mean I watched a video on him how his car broke down and it's like a two thousand one Jeep Grand Cherokee and he's making millions of dollars. Yeah. I think he's just a simple dude that humble guy. Yeah. yeah, that just loves the game. So I really like uh really like Charlie Blackman.
4: Looking forward to seeing Zach Agnos this Friday, uh Saturday, Sunday against Brian. How about Jake? How's he uh doing health wise?
6: He's recovering really, really well. Okay. Um he's been sending me and John some texts and uh, he's really fired up, good. and uh, he feels really good. He's at a good place. He's he's pretty shredded now. I'm not I'm hmm. not going to boost his head. He's got some abs and okay. some ridiculous back muscles, but
4: because <laughs> uh, the, the major league baseball spat's going yeah, on, but uh, the minor leaguers, we talked to packard and burleson and those guys not too long ago they're planning to to go ahead and play yeah. as normal so yeah. we hope uh we can see some jake agnos on yep, the mound this year fingers crossed
6: all right well zach thanks for hanging out man i appreciate it i had a lot of fun and i look forward to next monday
4: yeah we'll uh recap the brian series look ahead to north carolina and uh, talk more baseball with you awesome so thanks sounds good him. thank you zach agnos look for him all around the infield and the pitcher's mound we'll see him somewhere out there <laughs> on Friday. When we return, we'll talk to a Pirate pitcher C.J. Mayhew. He'll join us next here on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock.
4: All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. We'll talk a little Super Bowl uh, coming up with Brian Bailey in our next segment. Still to come on today's show, East Carolina shortstop Ryder Giles, Pirates outfielder Bryson Worrell, and ECU lefty Carson Wisenhunt all coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk to the head coach of the Pirates, Cliff Govin, coming up at 5 o'clock. Joining us right now inside the Pirate Radio studios, Pirates reliever, cj mayhew joining us on the program cj welcome good to see you how you doing man good man glad to be here about ready to get things rolling this weekend oh yeah yeah very excited all right uh well cj we'll start here what uh what did you try to fine-tune this offseason uh improve on ask carson earlier was it you know perfecting the pitches you already have was it adding a new pitch adding velocity (laughs) like what was your your main focus this offseason honestly trying to find a uh
8: kind of a put away pitch you know I've been mostly fastball so <laughs> uh kind of worked a little bit with uh ak and uh came up with a i got a curveball now so okay it's looking it's it's been pretty good actually since we came
4: back but um so we'll see how that plays all right a cj hook uh coming up looking forward to seeing that you mentioned <laughs> austin knight uh you so you go from Coach uh, Dietrich, to Austin Knight, but he's been here. You know the face, you know the voice, all that. I uh, assume that was a smooth transition for you pitchers.
8: No, yeah, it was very smooth. Uh, obviously, when Dietz was here, uh, Coach Knight was working with us with Dietz, and then just when Dietz left, uh, I kind of already thought that AK would be the pitching coach, and then it came out that he was. So I was just, I was really excited since I'd already kind of built a relationship with him. So.
4: Uh CJ that do you always hear about the the mentality of a closer and you, you know what are you doing when you're throwing your final warm up pitches before your your walk up music hits or warm up music like what what's that that inner voice saying in your brain like do you have to amp yourself up do you try to stay cool what's that like for you oh
8: <laughs> mm, the warm up I'm usually honestly I'm just trying to stay relaxed while I'm out there so uh obviously my up when i'm throwing my warm up pitches i actually like try to take it easy and just you know just kind of get a little feel for my pitches but um after that last warm-up pitch i always take my hat off and you know kind of like pump myself up talking to myself but uh and then once i step on the mound like i just tell myself it's game time so
4: i forgot to ask Zach this I, i'll ask you because uh, I, I mentioned it with carson you'll hear it later uh how about your warm-up song how, how big of a decision is that and how much time did you take on that this year <laughs> don't say what it is because they'll get mad no, if we yeah. spoil it yeah but like how important is that for you to get the proper warm-up song
8: oh it, <laughs> it's really important it's, it's really important uh I actually I I had it narrowed down to like three songs and then uh I finally I I I was just sitting in my car one day I was playing all three of them and I had it turned up like almost as loud as it would go <laughs> and I was like all right which one which one fits and I finally came up with one. I was like, "Yep, that's it. I'm getting it."
4: <laughs> uh, CJ, what about being that that guy that the Pirates rely on there in the bullpen at the end of the game? So have you always has that always been your role? Did you come up, uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are starters, right? So, how mm-hmm. much uh, is this a new role for you to be a closer?
8: Actually, it's not. Uh I didn't even start. I didn't start starting until my senior year in high school. Okay. So, uh sophomore, junior year in high school i was uh basically closing almost every game we had <laughs> and so then when i got here it was actually a harder transition in high school to, to move into the starting role because i just i've never like built up or anything like that so then when i got back here and i just fell back in the closers role i was like all right that's, that's where i felt comfortable at anyways
4: yeah so pretty natural for you and if you need to go one two maybe two plus innings you can still do it right yeah but oh yeah but uh, but you prefer the the relief role? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I like to ask you guys this: Do you ever miss picking up a bat?
8: Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm always in a dugout. I'm telling coach, hey, if
4: you need somebody <laughs> to swing it, you know, I
8: I got it. Well, look, Matt Bridges
4: <laughs> came up clutch, right? Maybe it's your time this year.
8: <laughs> uh well, I think last year I think it sealed the deal when uh I had an at bat. I think it was Illinois State, and I, it was like a 2-0 count and uh got jammed on a fastball, and I come back in there, and coach is like man i was i was down there at third base i was waiting on you to hit a line drive over here to me and you're late on the fastball he's like you're, you're not getting another at bat
4: <laughs> you got your one shot man that's harsh but uh it is what it is i guess what'd you hit in high school do you remember
8: uh i think my
4: like bat average or whatever, yeah
8: i think i hit like 450 four or something man a couple this. jacks okay I, think I had like five jacks
4: get this guy uh get this guy a bat what uh what other sports did you play growing up in, in high school
8: uh, high school, I just kind of stuck strictly to baseball, but uh, middle school, I played a little bit of football, and then obviously, I had a little basketball when I was really little. But and then just coming up in high school, I just decided, hey, I just want to focus on baseball and just you know,
4: all right. Uh, um, it's pre- been pretty consensus right now. Who is the, the best basketball player on East Hughes baseball team? Mm. I've got the answer that has been given to me. Yeah, I want to see yeah. if it's what you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely. Uh, probably Ryder. Man, Ryder, Ryder Giles. <laughs> Ryder Giles is the Hooper. <laughs> I mean, I, I really undersold this guy. I can't wait to ask him about his basketball ability. Uh, we'll talk to Ryder coming up at four o'clock. Bryson Whirl later on. Carson Wisenhunt in the four o'clock hour as well. So Zach's a natural doing these interviews and stuff. Are yeah. you? Are you cool with it? You uncomfortable? Like uh, you'd rather be on the mound, probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
8: yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, zach probably, will talk yeah, to like a yeah, pole outside yeah. right oh or he'll talk, talk to... it's a brick wall i live with him in <laughs> oh really yeah i'll live with i mean I'll, do you ever get a word in <laughs> i'll come in the living room i can just hear him talking like zach who are you talking to uh nobody just talking, <laughs> just talking <laughs>
4: man just, just talking talk. uh so what do you guys uh what do you do in your your spare time what are your hobbies what do you uh, enjoy
8: i mean i i've actually been watching a little bit of uh you ever watch
4: yellowstone but, yeah i have yeah. i have not seen the new season but i've seen everything leading up yeah,
8: to it i, I spent a lot of my spare time doing that so uh great show yeah
4: all right yellowstone guy
8: yellowstone <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right cj mayhew joining us cj uh talk to a couple of your teammates and you don't know a lot about bryant to this point when do you start kind of looking at them is that something you do later on this week
8: uh you know i i usually leave it up to the coaches to do that uh I don't think I've ever looked up a team or like looked up the players or what their numbers are. So that like the coaches
4: that. just kind of instill it in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we'll,
8: we'll have like a team meet or like a pitchers meeting before the games. we will be like, all right, this, are, Here's the guy that you know, if if he's up and there's a base and, you know, don't don't like give him a cookie or nothing like that. So they'll be <laughs> they'll be them guys that, you know, like they'll give you a number to watch out for, and then obviously. When I'm pitching, I I usually forget about it, so I'm just. <laughs> you I'll, just go back to what you do. Yeah, I, I know, There was a couple times last year I'd look over there and, you know, they'd be like, "Hey, pitch smart, this guy. He's, he's pretty dangerous," and I'm like, "No, nah, like, I'm not. So you're telling me to walk this? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. No.
4: <laughs> how do you like how it's changed with the um, the call coming in? I guess do they. Are they doing like the um, like the earpiece now, yeah, Coach? Yeah. The catcher is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, does it matter to you whether you got the finger signals or the wristband? Do you care?
8: No, I, I don't care. But um, I mean, obviously, having the earpiece for the catcher, it makes it uh, it kind of speeds the game up a little bit. So,
4: and I guess you you don't want anybody to steal the the signs and yeah, all yeah. And too.
8: and it's actually easier for the catchers and the pitchers to actually like because we don't have really have to know like a set a set sign so. It's just they give them the sign in the ear and they'll just throw it down to us.
4: Good stuff, CJ. How much have you enjoyed playing uh, in front of the the pirate nation? You you really got a taste of it, I guess, in the regional, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, was that maybe for the first time uh, to see it like that? But how much uh, how much does that amp you up when uh, everybody's in there screaming?
8: <laughs> it's it's actually awesome. Uh, I still remember it was my freshman year. I think we was playing. Uh, I think it was Ole Miss in the uh, LeClaire Classic, and uh, I was in the bullpen. I'm looking in the bullpen and obviously i'm just looking around and like there's there's fans around the bullpen i'm like good there's a lot of people here and then i get on the mountain and it's kind of like i hear all these fans chanting and stuff and i'm like i honestly had to when i threw my last more pitch i honestly had to take a deep breath and just look around and just kind of soak it all in because i've never played in front of that many people
4: yeah does it you get used to it does it kind of go away after out there for a little while yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah.
8: I've, I've, I've actually had a lot of people ask me like oh, you does it you get nervous like when you're playing in front of five thousand I'm like honestly I don't know how many people's there like when i'm when I'm actually pitching like it's just like a tunnel vision
4: who are some of the uh the younger pitchers c j that have opened your eye that maybe we haven't seen yet some of the younger guys on the staff anybody come to mind
8: yeah uh jay hunter he's i mean he's I keep been, hearing that name yeah he's <laughs> he's been lights out this fall and uh, i mean he's just he just fills his own up he's got multiple pitches he can throw him. I mean, basically in any count. And then you got got Trey Savage. He's a big old guy. He's got a good arm on him. So um, excited to see him pitch. And then, actually, Eric Ritchie is is a good arm and Merrick Beaker. Um, I mean, the freshman this year, it's – i mean there's some talent there's there's some real talent in there
4: and you lose guys like gavin on the, the front end but on the back end bridges colemore that were really leaders and huge guys out of the bullpen but i've heard cliff godwin say that this might be the deepest uh you've been as far as pitching goes so uh got some returners but the young guys are gonna have to step up too right
8: yeah yeah they're gonna have to step up i mean uh as from they first got here to now like it's a it's a tremendous growth i mean they've changed a whole lot and uh it's not just in baseball it's like the way they handle their business and stuff like on and off the field uh they've they've grew up a lot
4: cliff godwin always talks about competing how you guys compete at practice compete on the field against an opponent even in the classroom and according to your bio here uh cj five-time ecu director of athletics honor roll two-time american athletic conference all academic team so you're killing the dudes in the uh, classroom man way to go i honestly didn't even know that (laughs) uh how but he he makes that important right like hey if you guys aren't getting the grades you're not going to be on this team so i mean it's actually
8: it's it's, i I mean coming in i was like man this guy wants us to get good grades and all this but i mean now i kind of see where he's like see where he's coming from if you can
4: you can put your mind to it in the classroom and on the field it should be easy criminal justice major so you're going to have your your baseball career uh and what do you want to do after that Mm -hmm. anything in mind yet
8: uh actually i'm doing a internship uh after this season with uh my police department back home and so uh awesome i mean obviously like i'm not sure what i want to do yet but something in that field
4: a lot of baseball between now and then yeah uh, for cj mayhew joining us today here on pirate radio live uh cj what are your uh i don't know your final thoughts as you head into this season what uh what kind of year are you expecting for the pirates
8: oh i'm expecting a big year for us uh like coach says probably the most talented team we've had so uh there should be a lot of big things coming
4: looking forward to it cj thanks for joining us man and we will talk to you uh next week thank you good luck C.J. Mayhew joining us, Bryant and East Carolina, going at it Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk a little pirate baseball, ECU football, Super Bowl, and more with Double B, Brian Bailey. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University ENC.com. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. And they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
4: All right. Surely I have an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Buck.
7: Da Buck. Uh, our
4: old, uh, thanks. Our old well, friends. Well, Chandler's not here, <laughs> yeah, so. You got to fill in. Our old buddies from the CAA are playing some Monday afternoon post-Super Bowl basketball. UNCW, who has had a great year this year of 31 to 27 on William & Mary there you go big one coming up at five try not to get excited but the bonnies got a big win on friday they got the rematch against st louis coming up the billikens five o'clock billikens and bonnies what a weird mascot matchup Mm -hmm. uh but that's at five o'clock so we'll keep an eye on that one uh, during the show
7: what's the line on that
4: bonnie's by a bucket by two Mm. so we shall see Interesting. joining us now on the pirate radio live line is double b brian bailey brett we got bailey so our guests today are zach agno cj mayhew Ryder giles bryson world carson wisenhunt and brian bailey the the best of the athletes we could find bailey how about your baseball days we've heard about your your football playing days did you do some damage on the baseball field growing up? Damage
9: is a good way to put it. It's <laughs> a very good way to put it. Now I was, It's hard to believe, but I wasn't very a fleet of foot.
4: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. So what were you, a, a first baseman like me? They put the slow kid at first?
9: Yeah, slow kid at first or third? I played a lot of third. Hot corner. Um, and, and we played uh, in college and stuff. Um, out of high school, we played uh, softball, you know, men's softball and stuff. And I played the hot corner. But my arm was so weak. It was funny because <laughs> the ball hit through me, and I'd throw it across a diamond. And it was like – I never – Never didn't get anybody out, but it was always like the whole infield was like holding their breath, and the ball would just barely beat the runner there, and the umpire would have to you – know. the umpires always hated me because they're like, man, you always make it so close. Everybody's yelling at us, but, you know.
4: A lot of bang-bang plays over at first with Bailey on the hot corner there.
9: It should, that should have been like, yeah, he's out by six feet. So.
4: And uh, and Bailey, of course, you went on to be the Bobby Knight of softball coaching, right?
9: Yes, I did. Yes, did. Great <laughs> Keith LeClaire said that on his eye gaze machine. Did he really? Classic. Yes he did. I walked in to visit with him, but he was on his eye gaze machine and, and it and it came across in that computer language. Uh good to see you again, Bobby Knight. <laughs> yeah, <it's hilarious>.
4: That's <laughs> awesome. Brian Bailey joining us. Uh great to talk to these baseball guys. We got Cliff Goblin coming up at five o'clock as we get ready for another pirate baseball season. And the accolades, uh, they don't mean a lot in the preseason, but there are folks uh that think this is gonna be another good ECU baseball team and I'm one of those people, Bailey, I'm sure you are as well, right?
9: Yeah, I am. I mean, I know that, that, you know, there's a lot of work still to be done and they're not where they want to be, but they have all the talent and all the coaching and, you know, they, they should, I, I think they'll be very disappointed with anything less than, than probably hosting a regional again. And, and, you know, we say that like it's it's easy to do, it's not easy to do, Yeah. but they've got, you know, the talent to do it and they've, you know, they've, they've got a really good program and. That's what good programs do. They do it, you know, year in, year in and year out. I, I'm looking forward. You know, it's, it's kind of, I've said it so many years before, but it's kind of like you cheat spring a little bit because you get to go out and be outside, even though it's cold some days. But uh, hopefully the weather will be good. You know, Saturday and Sunday are looking real good, and Friday's looking better. So,
4: Great chat with Jeff Palumbo, East Carolina Associate Head Coach, earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. If you missed it, you can check it out at 6 or watch it right now on Facebook. Or YouTube, I feel like we've been saying this for three years, Bailey. But future head coach somewhere, uh, Jeff Palumbo, right? I mean, he, he's he's going to get his head job uh, soon enough.
3: Yeah,
9: I think so. And I think you know, if 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 Cliff Godwin decided to to move on at some point, you know, Jeff Palumbo would be a great you know asset to East Carolina. Yep. Or you know, the other side of that coin is maybe he he stays with Cliff because obviously they're a great pair. But uh, yeah, he, he's just he's just really. You know, he's down to earth. And I was going to talk to him about this today, and I had it in my notes and just didn't bring it up. But, but it's kind of like, you know, you think about a good cop, bad cop type situation a lot of coaching. Yep. Is that maybe Cliff's the bad cop and he's the good cop. But I'm telling you, I've, I've been around Coach Colombo and he will jump on somebody. You know, he has a calm demeanor, but he'll get on you in a heartbeat. And I think Cliff has to play good cop sometimes in, in a situation like that. So. I think it kind of goes
4: either way. I was shocked when I heard a former player tell me, because I, I, I thought the same thing, Bailey. Like, uh, Godwin tears him down and then Palumbo brings him back up. But he said, wait a minute, man. Palumbo will get on you. Coach P will will, will, will get on you uh, if you need to be got on. And uh, that was kind of because every time we've talked to him, he's kind of, I don't know, laid back and easygoing, whereas Cliff can be on edge at times. But yeah, apparently Palumbo will get on you.
9: We were in Florida one year for the tournament and it was one of those, you know, days before the tournament and the infield, you know, drill just wasn't going very well. And so he called them all together and I mean to tell you now, he he just that infield drill improved immensely quickly.
4: Maybe uh Ryder Giles will have some Palumbo stories when he joins us at four o'clock. Ryder coming up next right here on Pirate Radio Live. Bailey, uh the Rams are the Super Bowl champions. Uh what did you think of the game last night?
9: I thought it was fun to watch. Yeah. I thought Cincinnati had a chance. They really did up until the last play. If you watch that last play, I mean, you know, Burrow gets that pass off barely. And if I'm not sure who he was, you know, pitching it to, but, but he had a shot. If he could have caught it and moved up the field, he'd have caught it for the first down. And I think he would have almost gotten in the field goal range right there. So I was hoping that that was going to happen. So we'd have more football, but it didn't happen. The Rams, they deserve it. And they, they've, you know, basically mortgages their future. Yeah. To win the Super Bowl, and they and they got it. It worked. You know, it doesn't always work, but it did this
4: time. Yeah, this is. I don't know if it's a new trend, but it feels very NBA-ish to me. What the Bucks did last year, what the Rams have done this year, might be the new style Bailey. Where you got some teams that are building from the bottom, kind of like the uh, the Bengals are doing, but you've got these super teams developing in the NFL. Might be a, a new trend here.
9: Yeah, I think we we'll gonna have to see what happens with the Rams, though, because if they lose some of their free agents and, you know, some of that you – know, their draft is going to be a struggle for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll see what happens, you know, with the Lions, if they can take advantage of them.
4: Yeah, I think the Bugs days are, are number two, obviously, without Brady. But you got to think Gronk and, and Sue and all those older guys they brought in. Uh, it's going to be the same situation. So they might have a few years of struggling – after this super bowl success so it's a long uh football offseason bailey but we do have some pirate baseball and i'm uh i'm getting into college hoops mode there's these conference tournaments uh, are going to be awesome this year when you look at the big 12 and how many good teams there are there uh the big 10 the sec i, I guess the acc will be fun too bailey you just don't have as many good teams in the acc this year i'm shocked that i was talking about this with brian north you'll agree because you you've seen it over the years remember They used to call it the Les Robinson Invitational, where NC State would go and lose in the tournament and head home, but those were some bad teams. I feel like this state team is better than those teams, but they're at the bottom of the standings and could be the first state team to lose 20 games in a season ever, and it's kind of shocking with some of the talent they have on that roster. And
9: especially with Kevin Keats, because I think that everybody kind of agrees that he's a heck of a basketball coach, but... Uh, yeah, they, they've struggled all year long. And I can remember going to ACC tournament games when, you know, it, it's numbers, you know, 3, 4, 7, 10, 12, 15 in the country all playing, you know, on that quarterfinal Friday. Yeah, uh, This is not that year. Uh, Duke's been ranked most of the year, but, but nobody else really has. And uh, I think the ACC tournament will be interesting, though, because you'll have a lot of teams that are battling to try to make sure they're in the tournament. And, you know, and you got like a bunch of them. I think Virginia Tech and Virginia are both listed as next four out. Or, you know, so they're like six or seven down the road right now as we sit here.
4: They play tonight, right? Is Virginia, Virginia Tech tonight?
9: They play tonight, yes, 7 o'clock. So, yeah. Uh, Virginia's played better. I had Jaden Gardner named as the ACC Player of the Week this week. Had
4: a good one against the Dookies last week in Cameron. I saw that.
9: He did. And I was there for that one. I was, and he played well, and he played well. I watched the uh, Georgia Tech game. He played very well in that game. So. Uh, he's really, you know, having some some good days with the
4: Cavaliers. Keep an eye on uh, Chandler Honeycutt's Miami Hurricanes as well. He's got a a big future put on those canes. All right, uh, Double B, looks like the AAC could be trending to a two-bid league, and that second team would be SMU. If they shoot the way they did in the second half in Menji Saturday, I'm going to say they are a tournament team. They were lights out in that second half.
9: They're really good. I mean, you could tell just their body size and their body language and and just the way they they held themselves in that game, And they're a really good basketball team. And and when a really good basketball team shoots the ball really well, then you're going to have some problems. I thought you know several of our players really played hard in the game. And Coach Dooley kind of called out some of them and said, if you don't love it, you don't need to play. So I'm not sure where he was directing you know that you know barb at, but mm-hmm. I know that uh, you know I thought Tristan Newton played hard the whole way and. I'm not just. I'm not sure where that came from, but I do know that they uh, they got outplayed in that second half. And like I said, a good team shoots well. You're in trouble.
4: Pirates uh, back at it Thursday night against South Florida on the road. Brian Bailey joining us. You hear the Brian Bailey Show. If you missed it at noon, coming up at six o'clock, uh, talking to Jeff Palumbo, getting ready for some Pirate baseball. You're going to be out there this weekend, Bailey.
9: Yes, sir. We will be out there Friday afternoon, weather permitting. We'll be out there live at five twenty and six twenty, and then. Uh, complete coverage all weekend long. Right? It's it's the, it's the place to go. Yeah. Claire Stadium this weekend. That's going to be just, you know, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. I really like getting out in the sunshine again and, and, you know, watching those guys. And, and, we, we're, and we're blessed to have such a talented team and with guys that we've, you know, we've been around for two or three years now with Zach Agnos and Bryson Worrell and some of those guys. I mean, they're, they're, they're good guys to be around. They're great guys to work with. And, and you really – want them to to do well and they
4: usually do Brian Bailey joining us Bailey we'll see you out at Clark LeClaire this weekend man sounds good looking forward to it All right, there he is WNCT channel 9 sports director and host of the Brian Bailey show Brian Bailey joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live we'll take a time out when we return back inside the Players Lounge we got Bryson World coming up Carson Wisenhunt and joining us next East Carolina shortstop Ryder Giles that's on the way here on Pirate Radio Live we're back with you after this
0: PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show.
5: Greenville Utilities' Neighbor-to-Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's send it back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
4: Man, I was about to give you a compliment. Almost had it. Great job on the ad read, but did not have my mic on. Shame. You just uh, You
5: know, I was just telling Shirley, too. There's always one little part I forget here. Right, you That's do something
4: great and yep. then you mess up. But hey, great ad read. Thanks. How about now, uh, not only is Tom Brady going to overshadow Big Ben's and Shryman into all the Fame, but Aaron Donald might do it as well.
5: <laughs> I've had enough. You don't have <laughs> to point these things out, but I, you I do just, anyway. I thought it was kind of comical. I'm sure you would think it's that comical.
4: Aaron Donald may retire after the uh, Rams win the Super Bowl last night. All right, welcome back into the show. C.J. Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes producing and joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, back inside the Players' Lounge, East Carolina shortstop Ryder giles is here Ryder, thanks for hanging out man how you doing doing good thanks for having me getting ready for another season uh at shortstop for the pirates and Ryder, before you get going man i i hate that i put stereotypes on people when i look at you i do not see baller like (laughs) i do not see a guy that's going to light it up on the court but shame on me for assuming, because Zach Agno, C.J. Mayhew, and Carson Wisenhunt said that Ryder Giles is the best basketball player on the baseball team. Your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, they are smart guys, you know. they uh, we, We've we played basketball a couple times, uh, nothing nothing too crazy, but, you know, I did get a lot of J.J. Reddick comparisons out of high school. Wow.
4: So. All right. Did you play in high school? I did. Yep, I did. What was the,
1: How many did you average? Um... See, my senior year was about 13, but okay. I, I couldn't keep my ankles. My ankles uh, were uh, big glassy, so <laughs> I never really never really played a full season, but, um, you know, I was all right.
4: Did you play uh, any other sports growing up or in high school outside of baseball basketball?
1: basketball? Um, I played football up until my freshman year, but I got to high school and, um, I don't know, it was just, I guess, time to hang it up with that one. So, But I played basketball and baseball throughout high school, so...
4: And you got the uh, the Pinehurst hat on, we were talking before, yeah. uh, you're relatively close to, to Pinehurst where you went to high school, so you're mm-hmm. a golf guy now? Yes, big time, big time. My
1: uh, my best friend back home, his dad's actually the superintendent at Pinehurst, and his mom is, um, she's like the head of the retail department there, so we go over there and goof around a lot, and um, it's a nice little getaway, you know what I
4: mean, so... It's a a lot of fun. And baseball is the the national pastime. It's a a bit of a slower, calm game, yet these crowds at Clark LeClaire get rowdy. Golf kind of looked at us the same way. We were talking off the air. You uh, Did you enjoy the scene at the Waste Management Open? I did. With the, uh, the crowd going crazy, throwing stuff on the green. I, it got wild. I did. I did. It reminded me a lot of playing with Cooch Manor
1: and uh, <laughs> Smithy and all those guys <laughs> during the summer. Those uh, those guys get into it a little bit, but no, nah, it was a lot of fun to see. You know, I think it's good for the game, um, but uh, I don't know. It, that tournament's always really fun to watch, so...
4: Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, uh, I'm rocking my my Braves World Series champion shirt today. Uh, that infield with Riley Swanson, Ozzy, and Freddie Freeman, they, they do some damage offensively, obviously, but the defense they play, it, it, like it keeps you in games, it saves runs. And I can compare that to what you specifically and uh, and what you guys do with Coach Godwin and Coach Palumbo on the baseball diamond. Like it, we look at offensive numbers a lot, but. Defense is huge. How much pride have you taken in that, and do you take in that day to day that you know nothing's going to get by me? It's short.
1: Um, I, I think it's something
4: that I take a lot of pride in. You know, freshman year
1: coming in, I um, obviously didn't start right away, and defense was kind of my way into the lineup. And um, you know, Coach Gowan actually sat me down and he said, um, you know, if, like you're in there to play defense. Whatever offense you can bring is is a plus. So. That's something that I've always prided myself in, and um, you know, I mean, it's it's tough to win ball games if you're letting two, or three runs go by with errors. Yeah. So, um, you know, Coach Palumbo works with us. I mean, tirelessly every day. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's not just me, but all the guys really, really take a lot of pride in um, our defensive work. And I think um, two years ago, I think we led the country in fielding percentage. So it's uh it's definitely something that we take a lot of pride in and work hard at
4: connor norby out at second base and uh, look i don't know if connor was ever going to win a gold glove but when you hit 450 it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. but now agnos if he slides to second and then i guess you'd have alec makarevich over at third i mean that, that's another solid defensive infield for you guys this year
1: yeah absolutely um you know norbs and i kind of joke sometimes whenever he would botch a ball over there. Just drive in more than you let up. Right, so, yeah. Which he obviously did. So, um, but yeah, Zach, um, Zach, Amac, whoever, whoever you put in there, uh, they're, they're going to be ready to go. And, um, you know, I think the infield's going to be pretty solid all the way around.
4: How about offensively, Ryder? Obviously, you want to see those numbers raise up. So, what have you done this offseason on that side to, to get better? Hit it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, last year was obviously a struggle for me offensively um but i really tried to you know not focus on that i tried to focus on how i could help the team win regardless of offensive numbers um and then this fall this summer coach G and i kind of worked on we kind of took a step back and was like all right well like how can we make this easier um so we we kind of switched some things up i um i went to no like no stride um which is what we do with two strikes uh but i went to that um for you know every uh, every at bat, and that's really helped me a lot. I uh, had a pretty good fall in this spring, seeing it well. Um, also, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I also got contacts over Christmas huh. break, so you know it's kind of funny. It's hard to hit when you can't see. Like so. yeah, right. Jameis Winston, <laughs> so, you can see yeah, now. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's crazy what you can do when you can see the ball. But uh, <laughs> you know that's really helped. And no stride, just folks on seeing in the seeing the ball, making hard contact. That's. Uh, that's really helped me a lot.
4: Man, I just saw this on your uh, your profile on ecpirates.com. Played in all 61. That's obvious. But 61 games, that's a lot of games, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. do anything uh, baseball-wise over the summer? Did you play? I didn't play summer ball. Okay. Um, I
1: stayed back with uh, – there were a couple older guys. We stayed back with the incoming freshmen and worked out with, with D-Ray and – um, you know, work the the kids' camps and all that good stuff. Sixty one so. games
4: is probably enough for one year. Yeah, that was yeah,
1: <laughs> that was, it was a nice little break. Yeah, and you
4: know, now you're. Do you look at yourself as an elder statesman on this team, like one of the leaders, one of the guys that that these young guys can go to and talk to? I,
1: I do, I do. It's kind of funny, like, you know, I think about like my time here, and um, you know, Turner Brown was such a guy that was was a big part of. Uh, me and the player I am today. He was. He had a big uh, impact on me, not only on the field but off the field as well. And um, you know that's something that I've tried to take with and and give back to the younger guys just like he did for me. So,
4: Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, uh, what do you want to do once your baseball playing career is done? Have you got that far yet? I know your your the whole team is very one day at a time. <laughs> but uh, have you thought about once you're uh, you hang up the cleats, what you're going to be doing?
1: Yeah. So I, I've kind of. Bounce a couple of things. Um, uh, my one of my mom's really good friends. She's um, she's in the pharmaceutical sales. She does that. So uh, I've kind of talked to her about that a little bit. That kind of interests me. Um, I've talked to Coach Godwin about maybe getting into coaching, which is something that I think uh, that I think I'd be pretty good at. Um, you know, I, I don't see myself sitting behind a desk from 8 to 5 I, just, I don't know that I could do that so I think coaching or you know getting out on the road traveling doing something like that.
4: Good deal uh, we are talking to Ryder Giles today inside the Pirate Radio Studios Ryder uh, as the, the an elder statesman who are some of the freshmen we have not seen on the field yet that Pirate fans are going to be excited to see this season anybody come to mind?
1: Yeah there's a couple um, Jake Hunter is one that really stands out He uh, keep he, hearing his name yeah, first <laughs> he, he pitched yesterday and Man, he just every time he steps out there, he uh, he he doesn't look like a freshman. So he, uh, I'm excited to see what he what he's got in store. Um, Jacob Jenkins Cowart's another one. Um, I kind of talked about him on on media day. He just he's just not scared about uh, you know anything. He just goes out and attacks everything he does. Uh, Merritt Beaker and Trey Savage are two other pitchers that I'm I'm really
4: excited to see. Uh, will we see Ryder Giles the pitcher back in 2022?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yep, I'll be out there lighting the uh, radar gun up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a little change of pace, right? That's right. That's how right. much? Uh, I don't know how much. How much did you? How much did you pitch in in high school? Were you? Um, One of the regular starters, then, or?
1: So uh, I didn't really start much, you yeah. know. We, in high school, you kind of have. I don't know. It seems like everybody pitches in high school, but yeah. um, I, I mean, I came in towards the back end of the games mostly.
4: But so kind of like you do now at times, mm-hmm. sort so of. Like, yeah, sort of. All right. Uh, anything you've added to your your pitching repertoire? Did you find a ninety-eight mile per hour fastball this offseason? I actually did. You know, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. no that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> no, I. Uh, Nah, AK and I kind of worked on a couple things. Um, slid over to the other side of the rubber. Tried to drop my arm slide a little bit farther. Just you know, just add some more deception. But nothing too crazy. I, I uh, try not to spend too much time doing that. So,
4: Ryder, uh, I've asked the guys this, and and I guess you could use two different songs if you wanted to, with a, mm-hmm. a walk up song and a warm up song on the mound. But mm-hmm. how uh, how important is that decision to lock in your walk up music for the year? Is that something you think about a lot? uh you know
1: it's funny (laughs) we uh we probably probably uh go through about four or five walk-up songs you know in october you'll have one you're like man i'm doing this and then december rolls around new song (laughs) comes out you're like i'm gonna do this yeah so it's it's never what you think it is but yeah it is big it's um you know something that the guys usually get excited for right around right around the season so
4: the fans love it no spoilers uh have you were you country in the past
1: I did do a country last year. I did more than a while, and yep, I kind of had the uh, the mullet going on. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So are
4: you uh, same genre this year? or something.
1: Uh switched it up a little bit. Okay. Switched it up a little bit, a little fans. bit different genre, so
4: check it out uh coming yep. up Friday. Yep. Against Bryant, uh Ryder Giles will be back at shortstop for the Pirates for another year. Uh Ryder, who are your favorite uh shortstops to watch in big league baseball? You got anybody you like to watch? Yeah, Brandon Crawford's
1: my uh he's my guy. I've uh, been a Giants fan. Buster Posey was actually my favorite player when he was at Florida State. Um and then when he went to the Giants, you know, I started watching them. Brandon Crawford, just I don't know, just watching him play defense is it, it doesn't get old. So there's a, there's a couple of videos on on Twitter and stuff of him doing some trick stuff, but
4: he uh, he's fun to watch. Um, so you were you're young, but you've seen a couple of World Series from yeah, them, right? Yeah, like twelve I'm, and so, fourteen. Something.
1: Yeah, my dad and I actually went to uh, Game Four in Detroit in twenty twelve. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was uh, I was the only Giants fan, and I was probably. <laughs> I don't know, 12 years old, and had all these 40 year old guys talking (laughs) junk to me. So that was fun, but um, yes, him. um, I do like Dansby Swanson. He's a he's fun to watch too. My my roommate Hoover. He uh, he's a. Passionate Braves fans, so
4: we got to get Lane on to talk Braves baseball and Hornets hoops sometime. I heard, yeah, he yeah, told he's, me he's very, a big very
1: fan. passionate, very passionate.
4: That's what we about like those. around here. Speaking of uh, of fans talking junk, and there's a lot of great Pirate fans out there, but mm-hmm. we love our uh, our jungle, our left field megaphones. Mm-hmm. How much fun is that, Ryder, to be a part of that family and and just the opposing team? You know, they're going to come in and be like, "Man, what have I walked into?"
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad I'm on the Pirates. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's cool to see like. Um, you know, some of the guys kind of have fun with them. Some, some, right, yeah. some get upset, which which makes it worse on them. Right? Is...
4: I understand that if if the left fielder out there just kind of takes it mm-hmm. and and has a good attitude about it, they might ease up on them. A little
1: yeah, bit. yeah. There was a, there was a video from the regional from my freshman year. Um, one of the guys. Um, from Quinnipiac yep. was was out there dapping them all up after the series, um, and then of course the the Tulane guy who was, <laughs> who was trying to trying to bad mouth them out there, and they just kind of let them have it even worse. So, um, you know they have a good time out there, and um, you know we definitely uh we definitely feed off that energy.
4: Makes it fun, right?
1: It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> uh
4: did you guys get together or do anything for the Super Bowl last night?
1: Um, I mean we, not really. Yeah. I. uh yeah, I actually I hate to say this, but I was doing accounting homework for most of it. Wow, look at this uh, guy! Yeah, not a uh, not 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 my uh, most favorite thing to do, but <laughs> um, you know we we did have a good time.
4: Seven time ECU Director of Athletics Honor Roll. so That's even more than CJ, and a three time <laughs> American Athletic Conference All Academic Team member. So you're you're killing it in the classroom. We talked to CJ about it, and he was like, when he showed up, and he was like, man, this. Gardner wants me to do good in the class, but he said now he gets it, yeah. and and obviously you've gotten it from day one. It looks like,
1: yeah. Well, um, you know, I got to shout out my mom on that one. She uh, she was a high school math teacher, and so she, uh, you know, she was on me about it. If I didn't do good in school, I, I couldn't play there. You go sports. So that's kind of something that's been instilled in me from a young age. Um, and then obviously, you know how much Coach G takes pride in our academics. So that's definitely something that's continued.
4: Ratter, uh how about hobbies wise? We've talked uh, golf. You, what are you? You playing games? You watching stuff on TV? Like what are your what are your hobbies outside of baseball?
1: Uh, definitely golf. Um, Lane and I we uh, we play Fortnite a lot whenever we get some some downtime. Um, I don't know. I enjoy going fishing back home. Um, I actually haven't been. Uh, I think I've been a couple times here with Bryson. But um, golf, video games, you know, just hanging out. Um, Yellowstone, we've been watching that a lot, which is pretty crazy if you haven't seen that.
4: Yeah, was um, that CJ that mentioned that or? Uh, yeah, it was CJ. Yeah, I, I believe. I'm a. Uh, I am I have not seen the new season. I've yeah. seen everything up to the new season. So. Yeah, great yeah. show. Very good. Was it last year? Help me out with my years, uh, Ryder. When Lane suffered his injury, the collision. Yeah, that, yeah, was, last that was last year. year. Yep. Did you live with him then?
1: I did not. Okay. I did not. Yep. He um he moved in with me um. You know this this past summer
4: we had uh Chris Holba years ago That was before your time mm. or were you on that team? but he
1: was before me, yeah,
4: yeah, got hit uh pitching in Houston I remember yeah. suffered it and then last year that that injury by Hoover it was awesome that he came back and had that that yeah. clutch hit yeah and uh and was the hero in one of those uh regional games but uh what a what a warrior he is to come back from that and I know you guys we we give credit Zach Womack does a great job he does. Uh, with yeah, you guys he does. but especially when you play 61 games, Ryder, and you're already talking about your basketball foot from high school. (laughs) I'm sure you've been – you haven't played – how many games have you played where you're like, hey, I'm 100% healthy today? Does that happen a lot? I would think no, right? Mm,
1: You can probably count them on one hand. (laughs) You can probably count them on one
4: hand. One of those things, though. Yeah,
1: you just – I mean, you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to, you know, get what you need in. Everybody's different, so you kind of got to figure that out and, um, you know, just – kind of know you're not going to be 100% every single day and just work with what you got.
4: Got Brian coming up. It's kind of interesting to ask you guys like so what do you know about Brian? Zach says he doesn't know anything. Uh, CJ and Carson from a pitching standpoint say, well the coaches take care of that, let us know what to watch out for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as you guys doing any scouting are you the same way you don't really look at them and, until they they get here kind of thing? N-
1: uh, no, I mean yeah they the coaches do um you know they kind of get everything ready for us um you know i I remember when i was in high school um when ecu won the regional at virginia they played bryant there and they were uh, i mean they were obviously a very good program so we know they're going to be good and they're gonna they're gonna come in wanting to beat us so um i don't really know much about them but uh, we know that they're going to come in ready to go
4: and uh, should be some good crowd. So uh, it looks like, and maybe rain in the forecast Friday. But mm-hmm. as far as temperatures go, maybe the best start of a season I can yeah. remember. It seems like every time baseball rolls around, Ryder, that's when the snow and ice yep. and sleet comes, as yeah. you know. So, uh, I, how brutal are those games? Are you able? I. Like, well, what's the difference between a game like that and then a, a game in June? How much uh, tougher is it? Ah, uh, it. it
1: there's definitely a difference you know um i think the crowd is one thing there's more i mean everybody's going to want to come when it's sunny and 80 degrees rather than (laughs) 35 and rain but um you know it's you got to keep yourself going i um i try to keep my hand in my back pocket with a hand warmer keep my keep my fingers loose you know jumping around talking to zach talking to norby last year whoever it is um you know riding the bike in between innings stuff like that but It's definitely a lot tougher than, you know, the uh, 80 degrees and sunny games.
4: We were talking uh, one day about gear, like the start of baseball season, Little League, how much fun it was to go get new gear and stuff. It was also cool, though. I remember my last glove I had. I played up till freshman in high school my wilson a2000 yep. and it had just been <laughs> worn in like you know so how many gloves have you gone through Like, right, do you go one a year do you try to keep one over time how's that work for a shortstop?
1: yeah it's you know infielders are weird they um they like to you know find one and then yeah. let it ride as, as long as it'll go um i uh i got i got one my sophomore year and that's the one i'm still using now um I like the, it. the one we got this year i'm, I'm still getting it broken in it's, yeah. not quite, it's not quite ready so um but you know it it's it, it's weird infilters if you touch their gloves without them saying you can they uh they tend to freak out oh, yeah. and never react so
4: I would um, never ask another man like yourself to even see his gloves yeah uh, 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 <laughs> that's your business that's right I that's like right. it though I like uh, it's right. kind of falling apart but yeah, it, a, it becomes part of your hand it's, right yeah it's a little crusty
1: and <laughs> yeah. you know it's starting to crack and probably it, stinks it probably does not smell very good uh, <laughs> you can smell it if you want to but
4: hey I don't know maybe bring it in one Monday I'll take a whiff of it Ryder thanks for Hanging out, man. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday. Absolutely. Thanks for having Good me. Good stuff. There's Ryder Giles joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios when we return. Uh, Ryder, the best basketball player on the team, according to some. I got to imagine Bryson World's the best athlete on the team. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about his athletic exploits and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Bryson World joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios right after this.
0: brought to you by tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and Red Banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now back to the show welcome back to the show
5: be sure to check out david price construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs run by ecu alumni david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919 292 5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, clip Brock. All
4: righty. And the mic's on. Well done, CJ Schaefer. Gotcha this time. Well done, uh, Chandler Honeycutt. Shirley Rhodes here somewhere. She's babysitting the boys today in Studio B. We are enjoying our time with the East Carolina baseball players inside the Players Lounge. Already talked to Zach Agnos, C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles. Had a conversation with Carson Wisenhunt earlier today. We'll air that in just a moment. But right now joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios is East Carolina outfielder Bryson Worrell. Bryson, welcome in. How you doing, man? Uh, Doing great. I mean, appreciate y'all having me in. I mean, excited to be here. Yes, sir. And looking forward to uh, some baseball coming up this weekend. It'll be the Pirates taking on uh, Bryant. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. First things first, um, Bryson, I was telling you that Zach Agno, C.J. Mayhew, and Carson Wisenhunt all said that Ryder Giles was the best basketball player on the ECU baseball team. You said that you might have an argument for that. What's,
10: what's um, up? I will say first, I've never seen Ryder play before, okay. so I, I, mean, I can't really compare him. but um, my roommate Ben Newton, I've seen his highlight tape on Huddle, and Oh. I mean, he, he can shoot some threes i mean okay he can he can make it rain for long range ben newton uh has a, a vote here so
4: <laughs> how about you bryson you are we've talked about it and i think everybody has you look like the ultimate athlete and we've seen how far you can hit a baseball how fast you get around the bases how fast you can cover ground in the outfield so what all did you do uh growing up and in high
10: school sports wise what, what did you play um in high school, I played—my I first two years, I played baseball and football. Um, I broke my ankle summer of going into my junior year playing baseball. I stepped on the first baseman's foot, uh-huh. running the first. So I had surgery, missed my junior year of football, missed baseball the whole year. And going into my senior year, I wanted to play football. And I was going to this um, the summer practices, and about two weeks in, I got a, a phone call from Coach G. He was like, Bryson, I know you want to play football, but— Sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs>
10: <laughs> I need you to play baseball this fall, so that was the end of my football career from there. There you go. Uh,
4: decided to stick to baseball. I'm looking at your your profile here on ecpirates.com. This is called my
10: uh, Big East Pitcher of the Year. So you were doing <laughs> it on the mound there, Bryson? Um, yeah, I was definitely more of a mound presence my senior year than um, a hitter, but yeah, I mean, I had a good a good run there as a pitcher, but no thought of that coming into college. Uh, how much, Bryson, have you you know grown up, changed? You're, you're looked at as
4: one of the, the leaders, the elder statesman now on the, the baseball team, so what has that journey been like from you, a young guy coming from Wilson Hunt to, to where you are today?
10: Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been easy. I mean, I think that's for every guy that's been here for more than a couple of years. I mean, everyone's grown up so much, but um, I mean, you could say for my freshman year, I only had like 50 at-bats. Um, completely changed, like, who I was as a person. I mean, I've got much bigger, much faster since my first year. Um, and I guess coming into my fifth year, seven in that role as a leader.
4: Uh, started 58 of 59 games. Talked to uh, Ryder a moment ago. I think he played in 61 games. That's a lot of baseball. That is, yeah. Price, uh, and then how's the uh,
10: the body holding up uh, at this point in your <laughs> career? Um, we've been through a lot of mission weeks, so that's taking this toll. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, no, it's, it's good right now. Um, I know I had a few injuries last year. That kept me out of a few games, but right now I'm in a good state, so I'm ready to go. Mention the the mission weeks and the things you guys, the Purple Gold World
4: Series, how important you know the offseason fall is for you guys. Well, what's that like? Describe that to us, the, the offseason um, for a Pirate baseball player.
10: Um, it's challenging for sure, but I think it's really important for us. I mean, obviously it's tough physically, but I think it also it helps you grow as that team. I mean, you create a lot of team chemistry when you go through that That shared adversity, and I just think that's really important for us to grow and grow as a team. You can definitely tell when you you watch you guys that you are as one, as a
4: team. But also, it extends to the baseball parents, the fans in the stands, the jungle, like the whole atmosphere, Bryson. It's got to be pretty cool to be a part of that that overall
10: pirate family. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, when you when you run out there at opening day and you got five thousand fans screaming at you, yelling, I mean, it's it's awesome. Especially like last year in the regional. Um, running out there spe- that Charlotte game was absolutely insane I mean if you've seen the videos I think actually my sophomore year regional was probably a crazier environment just because we came we had that incredible comeback losing the first game and then playing that doubleheader against Campbell I mean that was crazy environment agnos uh against state that what was that like that a was, sunday morning i think it was
4: saturday morning saturday morning yeah yep. and uh, that was
10: ins- that was insane
4: that was a fun one and and i mean look you, you've been blessed uh, almost lucky and which you make your own luck. but you don't get to host those things every year so you can't take them for granted but you've been a part of
10: some really good teams here and that's got to motivate you to, to do it again right yeah i mean like you said I mean, we, i've been a part of some great teams i mean Freshman year, we won the conference championship, hosted a regional. Sophomore year, win a regional, win the um, conference regular season, go to a super than what we did last year, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, we want to repeat. I mean, obviously, we haven't reached the ultimate goal of what we wanted to reach, but... As long as we put the hard work in, I think we'll get there.
4: And you've uh, been a part of two different agnoses, both uh, in their own unique
10: ways, right? That's right, yeah. There's some
4: interesting guys. Yeah, for uh, sure.
10: <laughs> when you look at Jake and Zach, I mean, like, they're obviously they're brothers, but, I mean, it, it's two pretty different individuals.
4: I <laughs> uh, enjoyed talking to Zach earlier. Like I said, he could talk to just about anyone oh, or can. anything. Yeah, he can uh, and uh, Jake's a funny dude too. Uh Bryson World joining us here inside the Pi Radio Studio. So you get to play out in front of your fans at Clark Leclaire and the, the megaphones are not that far from you. How about have you ever experienced anything like that on the road, Bryson, where fans have gotten on you? Like what's the rowdiest fan environment you've
10: played in on the road? Um I think Old Miss, my yeah. sophomore year. Um I mean it was only a midweek game and it was it was probably thirty four degrees outside by day they definitely have some fans out there that were that were chirping us during the game. They
4: do the uh, like after a home run, yeah, everybody beer throws shower. beer. Yeah. yeah, so that's uh, pretty cool. They get after it down they there, do. but uh, man, I, I'm sure you're glad you don't have to face the uh, the microphones though, right?
10: You're glad they're on your side. Yeah, definitely. I, as a as a um, a friendly um, player, I'm glad I don't have to face that. <laughs> they might give you a hard
4: time out there. Bryson World joining us. So, Bryson, how about uh, let's go offensively. Uh, what did you work on? What did you try to fine tune this off season to improve your offensive numbers for 2022?
10: Uh, the biggest thing I worked on personally was um, just making more consistent contact. Um, I spent a lot of time this off season, this winter, working on that. And in the short amount of time that we played, we've had scrimmage this spring. I think the the work that I put in has paid off. Um, I think we've had the least amount of strikeouts in a spring's um, scrimmage setting that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, it's good to see that that hard work paying off nine stolen
4: bases last year do you look at your numbers and say okay I want this to be you know
10: 15 this year anything like that or um not really I mean what? I, I kind of have like a home run goal in my head but as far as the other stats I really don't really don't have a goal what's the home run goal 15 <laughs> all right let's get there uh, nine last
4: year looking to make that 15 in 2022 and I don't know you don't want to like label yourself put yourself in a box but would you consider yourself a power hitter
10: contact hitter what kind of hitter are you yeah I consider myself a power hitter I mean obviously I still have some speed but I think I'm definitely more of a a power hitter
4: this is easier to track in the majors but do you could you even estimate the longest home run you've hit I mean you've hit some freaking bombs
10: Um, I think the one I hit in the regional my sophomore year against Quinnipiac that's probably the furthest one I've hit but I'm I'm not quite sure how far it went. Uh, did that one make it out uh, onto the road? No, nah, that's that um that hit someone's windshield. That was oh. part, they were part against the back fence and it hit their windshield and busted and there was some some funny pictures from that. Oh, did you did you sign the ball?
4: Yeah, did you I did. Meet? Okay, I did. yeah. <laughs> I Remember that. That's pretty awesome. All right, uh, Bryson World joining us. Well, Bryson uh, I don't know final thoughts heading into the season. What are the uh, the goals uh, for the team
10: this year? Um we kind of have our own team goals already set. I mean, we have like win 40 plus games in a season. We have win the conference regular season, host regional, host super regional. I mean, and the ultimate goal, I guess, for every team would be to um, win the College World Series. So, And yeah. they're all lofty goals, but very attainable too, right? Yeah. Um, I think the last, I think actually since I've, uh, the last two years, not counting the COVID year, um, we've reached most of those goals besides hosting the super and Obviously, winning the College World Series.
4: And Bryson, uh, we'll talk about, we'll recap series, look ahead, uh, and get into a lot of baseball stuff these next few chats. But while we don't have a game to recap, to get you to know you a little bit, what do you, uh, what are your hobbies? What do
10: you like to do away from the diamond? Um, I do like fishing, but I can't really, I can't really do that much right now. So I yeah. like playing video games with some of the boys. Um, yeah, just hanging out, spending some time with them. Uh it's a great, great family atmosphere, and uh, shows on the field. I
4: think it. You don't necessarily have to like your teammates, but it certainly helps, right? No, it's, it's <laughs> it certainly, certainly helps, does. and uh, it's led to a lot of winning for you guys. Well, Bryson, thanks for hanging out with us today, no, man. man. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for sir, having us. me. All right, we will uh, talk more to Bryson Worrell and his teammates coming up next Monday on the Players Lounge. Earlier today, we caught up with Carson Wisenhunt, East Carolina lefty. We'll hear that when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We are back with you right after these words.
0: Brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show.
5: Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU Alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's send it back in to your host, Clip Brock. All right, really enjoyed
4: talking to the players on the Pirate Baseball team that will get underway Friday against Bryant at 4 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Zach Agno, CJ Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson World, and we'll wrap it up on this Monday inside the Players' Lounge with carson Wisenhunt. he dropped by the pirate radio studios earlier today uh we'll hear from his head coach coming up at five o'clock cliff godwin but to wrap it up inside the players lounge here's my chat with carson Wisenhunt. all right inside the players lounge here with east carolina pitcher carson Wisenhunt. he joins us today on pirate radio live carson great to uh have you here man how you doing good thank y'all for having me yeah and uh carson getting ready for uh, another big year of east carolina baseball and i guess uh friday night guy is that that been to turk so i don't know does the mentality change at all there when uh when Um, you're the friday night guy
11: i mean not really we're just kind of taking it day by day i mean everybody's got to act like the friday guy um we want all of our pitchers to have the same mindset of go out there compete and just to fill up the zone and attack
4: what what do you do pre-game to i don't know get mentally ready to go face a, a good team on a on a big Friday night game is there anything you do differently to, to try to lock in or is it you know the same as a practice throwing bullpen
11: um, I try to stay pretty pretty even all the way through um, try to keep the same mindset for bullpens and game situations uh, I want to stay consistent in everything I'm doing and not change too much Just that way I can stay focused and not make the moment any bigger than it is
4: Carson I always like to ask you pitchers do you ever miss uh, picking up a bat
11: I get this question a lot um <laughs> honestly no i I thought i would um but for me pitching is kind of my my go-to um i've always loved it and i had more of a passion for it than hitting but i just hit because i could um but no
4: i don't miss it too much as a lefty i guess they could put you in the outfield put you at first but not going to play a lot of middle infield corner infield position so did you play anything other than pitcher growing up
11: uh growing up i was a uh outfielder and first baseman um I did get to play shortstop one time. <laughs> okay,
4: I love a good left-handed shortstop. Yeah, that's...
11: it was a one-time deal though. They said uh, can't do that anymore. But uh, no, nah, just mostly um, first base and outfield.
4: Carson, uh, new pitching coach, but familiar face, familiar voice. So that's probably a good thing. How about going from uh, from Jason Dietrich to Austin Knight as a pitching coach? Does that change anything for you and, and the the pitchers? Um,
11: not too much. Um, he's trying to keep the same kind of attack plan for everybody. The only thing that was good for us was he knew all the older guys. He just had to learn the, the freshmen that came in. Um, so he kind of knew what it took for the older guys to be prepared and what we needed to work on. And then he could just spend most of his time working with the new guys because we knew what we had to do every day, come to the field, show up, and just compete and continue
4: to get better. How about this offseason, Carson? What did you work on? Whether it be you know velocity, uh, adding a new pitch or two, what what did you kind of try to fine tune this offseason?
11: Uh, mostly this off I worked on uh, getting stronger in the weight room, and then I uh, added a new pitch, which is uh, it's a slider. Um, trying to find something to throw, I can throw in any count to righties or lefties. Just give me an extra weapon for them to think about
4: what are what are your uh what's your arsenal look like right now as far as pitches go
11: right now it's going to be fastball change up curveball and slider
4: okay uh carson wisenhunt joining us here inside the pirate radio studios carson who are some of the guys you like to look at at the major league level either you enjoy watching them or you try to take some some things they do and add it to your your game who, who do you like watching
11: the my, my go-to guy to watch would have to be kershaw yeah um, i've watched him pretty much all my life growing up kind of once i really got into pitching he was a guy i watched just for his like mentality and the way he attacks the game and the way he attacks hitters i mean he doesn't have the best stuff anymore but he uses what he has and he still finds a way to make it work
4: yeah uh, and, and finally got that ring too oh, uh, a yeah. couple of years ago uh and his the everybody's got their own wind up delivery it's unique his looks kind of funky although i think everything you left-handed guys do looks funky i think that's it but how about your uh your wind up your delivery how much have you uh changed that over the years Uh, have you tried to keep it consistent how about that
11: um i i try to keep most of my mechanics and everything the same try not to change too much um there's a few little things that you'll change like every couple years or whatever over time um but for me i want to stay pretty consistent and keep the same thing that way i'm always very comfortable with what i'm doing and not really worried about any of those while i'm out there on the field
4: we saw uh kershaw at the super bowl last night he was buddy's old uh teammates with matt stafford what uh what other sports did you play uh growing up or in high school growing
11: up i played uh football and basketball as well um you got some size
4: on you a little bit on the court
11: a little bit i wasn't too bad Um, if you asked me to play now probably not the best player ever um but growing up i just wanted to be able to do what i wanted to and i enjoyed playing football basketball and baseball but once i got into high school i kind of realized what i wanted to do and baseball was that so i kind of stuck with just just baseball high school and on
4: what position did you play in football quarterback okay Let's Looking it around uh how about who is the best basketball player on the ecu baseball team
11: wow um, I'd have to give that to Ryder Giles. Really? Yeah.
4: Okay. Kind of gritty. He is. Yeah. He uh, got a good J.
11: He does. He, okay. He used to play. Um, I I haven't been on the court in a in a good while. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest. Yeah. But uh, from what I've heard and kind of seen over time, he he wasn't too bad.
4: There's an expectation, I guess, from Cliff Godwin that you guys don't do any dumb stuff outside of baseball. <laughs> but like, is playing basketball one of those? Like, hey, guys, stay off the court.
11: Yeah, basketball and snowboarding and skiing are uh, the, the three that are off limits.
4: Yeah, those uh, those can really mess up the legs, they, I they understand. Can. So, uh, all right, good stuff. And and how about being a part of that? I, I love talking to guys that have been around a couple <laughs> years and what they thought about the program in Cliff Goblin when they got here to where they are now. A lot of guys say when they came in, it was like, man, I don't know if I can survive this stuff. Uh, but how about now, Carson, how much have you grown – uh in your few years here at east carolina and and how much different is it now you know working with cliff learning from cliff than it was when you first got here
11: uh it's a lot different now um a lot of it's like mentally uh just being able to grow up and kind of understand like that the coaches are there to help you like yeah they're going to get on to you and like everybody says like your freshman you're like wow i just got to find a way to survive through this like a lot of guys it's like mentally Draining every day, like showing up, you you have to be consistent in what you do, and that's the thing that I've kind of turned around is being able to show up every day with the same same goal in mind of what I want to accomplish. Like I have a goal before I leave my house of what I want to do at practice and what I want to work on, and I feel like that gives me the structure I need for the day.
4: Did you always have that, or is that something you kind of no, learned that, over time?
11: That's one of the things I kind of learned over time. Um, freshman year. I didn't have a plan before I left to go to the field. It was just kind of show up and do whatever coach said and what, what was on the practice plan. Right. Um, last year is when I kind of realized having a goal for each day before I leave my house of what I want to get done and what I want to work on. And uh, I feel like that helped me through the fall and into season. And then that's something I took when I took the fall off this year from throwing. Um, just being able to work on having a goal of, yeah, it's not throwing, but I can go to the field and help the younger guys on what I know and what they need to work on and even for me going to the weight room what i can get better at and what i can constantly do to to improve my goals and improve myself to get to those goals
4: carson wasn't joining us carson i'm not going to read your preseason accolades not because they're not important but just because they're they're so long the list is so long that this is called rat poison by coach godwin but It's nice to be recognized, but, uh, I mean, you know that it doesn't really matter preseason, right? No doubt. Um, Preseason doesn't mean anything. Um, You don't win a championship preseason.
11: Um, Everybody can say what they want to. Um, Yeah, it's cool to have your name out there with all these accolades or whatever, but the only thing that really matters is showing up every game and being able
4: to produce for your team and helping your team achieve the goals that you all want to. Carson Wiznut joining us. How excited are you about this uh, this pitching staff? We got a lot of familiar faces, and and I'm excited to see some of the new guys. So what do you think about the, the staff as a whole? I think this is
11: probably the deepest our pitching staff's been. Um, it's very exciting to see, like, even the young guys. Like, I know what the older guys can do. They've proven it time and time again. Like, we have our – the starters this fall and even the couple of scrimmages we've done this spring have been unbelievable. Um, and then the relievers, like, they, they were all getting better. And still working on stuff, but it's like we've come so far already. Like I want to see what we can do against another team, because the way everybody's going about their business right now is just unbelievable, and it's given a lot of hope and a lot of success over the time for these guys, especially the new guys. Like Coach uh, Coach Knight's worked very hard with these guys, and they've put in a lot of time and effort on what they want to get out of what they're doing, and I feel like they're starting to get the success they want to, but. So they have to uh, continue to work and get better if they want to keep to improve.
4: A great uh, catcher can make a great pitcher as well. So, how, how about you know Newton? Those guys behind the plate, uh, yeah, no this doubt year for you.
11: Um, ben Newton, Justin Wilcox, and Ryan McChrystal, and Aiden Edwards. Like we got four really good catchers. Um, don't know which one's going to be behind the plate Friday night. Um, it's all up to coach on that one. But, he likes
4: to switch the lineups anyway. You'll never lock down oh, the lineup. No. I mean, the,
11: the, the lineup you have on Friday night will not be the same even four games into the year. Exactly. I mean, it, something's going to change. It, it always does. But, um, I mean, working with those guys, like, they learn us and we learn them. So it's it's a good pitcher-catcher connection. And for each guy to understand what the catcher's going to do from the pitching side and what the catchers can understand what the pitchers do, um, it makes it a lot easier for us to have trust in them and them to trust us.
4: Well, you didn't have to face Cadell, Franny, Norby uh, in the fall or in the scrimmages. So, who's the toughest guy to face on this lineup uh, in this lineup now? Currently, right
11: now, the, the toughest guy for me has been uh, probably
4: Hoover and Agnos. Um, Agnos because he won't swing at anything
11: and <laughs> take a walk. <laughs> he's actually he uh, he's gotten a couple hits off me so far. Okay, um, he, he's he's kind of turned it around. He. He's done very well, and so has Hoover. Uh, Hoover's one of those guys that I don't think I've gotten out since I've been here. I've either walked him or he's gotten a, a hit.
4: He's and, a lefty, right? He's not yeah. A, yeah.
11: Okay. I don't know what it is about him, but I, I can't seem to get him out.
4: Do you uh, – I don't know. I've looked over your, your splits and everything, but success against lefties versus righties, is that a – is that a thing for you? Like, I want to dominate all lefties, or do you just look at each batter as, as a as a hitter? You know what I'm saying? Um, I try not to
11: dive too far into, like, the analytics side of anything. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just up there. Like, I know what I have, and I'm going to throw every pitch with conviction, and if they hit it, they hit it. I'm just going to keep attacking and try and do what I can to fill up the zone and keep my defense locked into the game and let them make plays.
4: I've heard it, and I, I, I guess I've seen this watching baseball, where guys say – I don't have my best stuff today. I don't have my command today. Do you feel that on the mound sometimes? Or you're up there like, man, this is just not my best. I gotta kind of grit through it here. There's a few like, I mean, you never really have everything working
11: all at once. Like, there's a couple times you will throughout the year, but you're always gonna have to figure out a way to make something work with what you have, and that's part of the game. For me, I've had, I mean, last Friday I had that kind of thing where I didn't have my stuff, and I had to um, kind of figure out what I needed to do to work with what I had. Um, but during season, it's one of those things where, like, you can't worry about that. You just got to go out there with what you have that day and make a – or not make a way to, to do something, but find a way to help your team
4: win and uh, keep them locked in. Carson Wisdenhunt joining us. Uh, Carson, who, did you watch Super Bowl last night? I did. Do you, Who's your favorite NFL team? Or do you have um,
11: one? I don't really have one.
4: Okay. Um, I, I don't really –
11: watch nfl as much as i used to anymore um do you what what do you
4: uh what are your hobbies what do you do outside of baseball
11: outside of baseball i'm i'm outdoors kind of guy so i I like hunting fishing um just anything outdoors that goes along with that
4: good deal i've met your uh parents they're uh they're really cool people but and i ask this because my daughter just turned 13 yesterday and i don't think she'll ever think i'm cool again do you recognize your parents as cool people or since you're their kid you probably think they're lame right
11: yeah um, i feel like that's kind of like all kids with their parents I, I, yeah, yeah. I, my parents are cool and i see it now yeah. but kind of when i was anywhere from 10 to about 16 i didn't think they were um but things have changed now like i like to be around them hang out with them good yeah okay it's different once you get older you kind of realize like what you missed out over the time
4: yeah well, that's a hey, that's a great perspective i'm sure they'll, they'll be glad to hear that what is cool carson is the the family that is ecu baseball and that includes like the team the coaches the parents but even like former players the fans like everybody and uh i'm sure you've seen that now since you've been here a few years
11: oh yeah i mean everybody involved like we talk coach g brings it up all the time we talk about it uh like the people that have left their legacy here player wise but then like all of pirate nation coming out and supporting us every weekend or even during midweeks like y'all allow us to be able to do what we want to and we want to provide for y'all like we want to make it fun for y'all to come out and watch the games like that's our goal is to sell tickets and have a
4: good game that y'all can enjoy if you're pitching on a, a Friday in February that's 37 degrees and maybe it's not packed, and then pitching in a regional at Clark or Claire where it is packed, do you, you got to feel the difference, but I don't know. Does it make you pitch any different? Do you, do you try to block it out, or do you use it kind of as energy?
11: Um, yeah, it, it is different, um, but I try not to focus on it too much. Uh, me and Coach G actually sat down and talked about it last year um, right before the regional because that was the most people I've thrown in front of. Um, and he was like, Hey, just don't make the moment any bigger than it is. Just go out there, do what you've done, and enjoy it.
4: That's right. You started 2020, I guess, and then that was the shortened season. Mm-hmm. And then last year, you had a few fans here and there, and then boom for the regional, yep. it was, packed, it was packed. And packed. Yeah. So that was a different experience for you. Uh, what was that like, uh, winning that regional in front of the, the home fans? Oh,
11: it was, it was amazing. Um, being able to do that in our first full season here, um, it was there was nothing better than playing in front of a packed house especially with all of pirate nation there like y'all made it enjoyable for us especially whenever we won because being able to look up and see everybody there to cheer us on and have our backs we knew that we had it under control from there
4: and then for you to go out and and you know have a duel with vandy and uh i know that's frustrating and and you want to get back to a super regional and win it but Man, those were some some tight, big-time ball games you guys were in, and, and you were a part of it. They were. Um, it was fun.
11: Uh, it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, obviously. Um, but, I mean, we were up against the, the two best pitchers in college baseball at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody talks about them all the time, but whenever you see them in person, they're, they're the real deal. Um, but I feel like Gavin on Friday through an absolute gem of a game, he yep. gave everything he could. It just didn't work out the way we wanted it to and then turn around and i threw the next day and i feel we had a good chance of winning and then we just made made a few calls and made a few plays but it just didn't turn out how we wanted to um but yeah we most definitely want to get back to a super regional this year and
4: we want to take the team to Omaha and get coached G there. Got Bryant uh coming up to start the season. Is it easy to to scout in twenty twenty two no matter who the opponent is, or do you find it easier if it's like North Carolina or a conference opponent than a Bryant? Like how much you how much do you know about their hitters right now? Um, right
11: now, not a lot. I try not to focus on all of that. The coaches take care of it and mm-hmm. then depending on who's pitching that day starter-wise, they'll sit down with the starter and kind of go over like what the lineup is okay. um, and tell you... like The only thing I really want to know is how many lefties and righties are in the lineup and who their power guys are. That's all that really matters to me because that gives me a sense of how I want to pitch the lineup from there. Because I'm one of the guys that I want to see the lineup one time through and I'll adjust off of their swings right. or whatever they're doing in the box. Um, I try not to focus on any single guy on a team so to speak
4: all right um don't tell us what your your warm-up song is eric ward and those guys might get mad if we spoil it but how big of a decision is that for your Carson? how much thought did you put into that your warm-up music for this season um
11: it it came down to to two different ones um the one that i i'm going with um it was it was an obvious decision it had to be at least for opening weekend um but I, I put in a little bit of thought, but I try not to focus on it too much because uh, it's three minutes, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, at most. Yeah. And then after that, it's time to lock in. Like, yeah, it's cool to hear the song while you're getting loose, getting warmed up, doing everything you need to. But once it's go time, I I, I try to block everything out.
4: I'm going to, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't assume, but uh, country, rap, rock, what, what kind of genre? I was assuming country with your yeah your wardrobe and your hunting and fishing but what do you um, can you tell us the genre
11: so the genre of it it,
4: it is rap oh okay all um
11: right. i was gonna go with the country song but uh when, when i heard the song uh it, it was a no doubt decision okay but it couldn't end up being changed back to the
4: country song i wanted to go with after after a few games so we'll see all right folks can hear that uh, a little before four o'clock coming up friday at Clark uh, clarker claire stadium east carolina taking on brian carson great to talk with you today get to know you a little bit and we'll talk more baseball with you coming up next week sounds good thank you all right there's my chat earlier today with the pirate lefty carson wisenhunt really enjoyed uh talking to carson bryson Ryder, cj and zach getting to know those guys a little bit off the field and uh, we'll talk pirate baseball with them all season long right here mondays on pirate radio live when we return we'll get our season preview with cliff godwin See if he throws us out a rotation, maybe some starters and uh his thoughts heading into the 2021 ECU baseball season got that on the way when we return hour 3 of Pirate Radio live back with you after this.
7: At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
4: All righty. Had a great time talking to the players of the East Carolina baseball team inside the Players Lounge. Zach Agnos, C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and Carson Wizenhunt. We'll talk to those guys Monday right here on pirate radio live and now it's time to talk to their head coach uh cliff godwin head coach of the pirates joining troy d and i inside the pirate radio studios
12: troy coach good to see you gentlemen how we doing doing great thanks for having us good to see you coach welcome back uh game week hard to believe it's here it just seems like time keeps going faster and faster uh have you checked out that forecast for game day mm-hmm. I,
2: I just like the fact that you always touch my mic and just make sure it's perfectly. Well, correct. I want you to
12: sound great, Coach.
2: Am I my a... sounding good, Clip? Well, I don't care what something... Troy said says. It sounds <laughs> great
12: to me. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I want. What people are you to doing with you? the wire? Well, I was just trying to give him a little more room. so well, he's, he's making me close. uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Will you leave him alone? <laughs> First of all, it's our mic. You're <laughs> just borrowing it. I want, it's, if I came out to the you know your facility and I was gonna take some BP, you'd want to make sure I had the right bat and stuff like that, right? Uh, just make sure the equipment. Actually, I. Would want
2: to sign, uh, uh, you know, something that you wouldn't get hurt <laughs> on the field and I'd be sued. <laughs> it would be need, your fault.
12: We still need to do the uh, what do you call it? Fung, fungo, the thing that shoots straight up. Uh, you don't know talking about a pitching machine yeah, that yeah, shoots balls? It, yeah, it has. Yeah, what is it? Na- it has a name. A fungo is a fungo a bat. is a bat. Oh, yeah. well, what do they call that? Troy,
2: thing? you're Shoot. making yourself not sound. Can very we just get into the interview yeah. portion of the show?
12: <laughs> no, but there, I have seen it that it shoots, you know, sky high that is a pitching machine that's just shooting pop-ups okay that's what we were supposed to do one day yeah i was my um, practice catching one you were
2: going to catch one yeah. i would tell you to come out to practice when we're doing pop fly communication and blake hardagree and colby bortles they hit major league pop. it's impressive
12: how high they can hit the ball yeah. ask our players i'd love to do that we'll do that in the off season um before we get to this season we last saw you at the banquet which was, what, about a week or so ago, I guess now? It was a week ago from this past Saturday. And for folks that don't know, you guys do your banquet preseason. You open it up to fans, the public, and it is a fundraiser. And its goal is to raise money for the program that you can use for discretionary funds, for what you feel the team needs, for whatever that might be. How did you do this year, fundraising-wise?
2: We raised close to $95,000, so a huge success. Um, I really want to thank everyone who attended who has donated so selflessly to our program. It's a it's a big deal for our players and and I tell our players who were sitting at tables of people who donated money is to make sure you say thanks because when you look at the pitching indoor, of course, you know, Walter and Marie Williams donated a lot of the money for the hitting indoor, but we had a new infield this past year because the lip on the backside was getting really bad and for a player's safety all those things go into it and just really appreciate the support of pirate nation and selling out season tickets i mean I first think,
12: time in history
2: right I, I think so malcolm can fact check obviously but i know it's the first time since i have been the head coach that we've sold out season tickets for people out there who are nervous about getting into the game we were not i don't think we will turn
12: turn away I, and, and that's, a, that's a good point because i was talking to um coleman at the ticket office and even though the the season tickets have sold out there will be every game you can there'll be single you know that is basically the grandstand right right, reserved seats are basically sold out there are still thousands of room as you know standing room only in the jungle that will still be available so the majority probably of what's available game day would be in the outfield jungle area but those tickets are available and that's where i would
2: sit or stand troys in yep. the jungle if i if i wasn't coaching that's where i would be and you'd be standing or
12: sitting with us right out there uh, and having yep. a good time having a good time yeah well not that
4: over. you're planning on getting ejected this year <laughs> coach but would it be legal for you after being ejected to go watch the game in the jungle can't be in eyesight so, uh, so technically, technically you could
12: come to the jungle parking lot because you can't see there true there's a berm and you really can't see the action so yeah. you could hang out there or I could do like Bobby was it Bobby Valentine that the stash. Uh,
4: the stash. The face mustache the fake mustache Uh coach I wanted to ask you, so we're going back to the traditional three-game series this year which I know you're happy about any other and that's a, not a rule change or anything that's back to normal but any differences in the rules anything going from 2021 to 22 in college baseball Nothing uh to my knowledge that
2: is eye-opening no. the one thing and somebody asked me this I don't know if it was media day or not, but you know how in the American, when we were playing those four games, we went to what the Major League Baseball um, teams were doing during COVID with putting a runner at second base if you went into extra right. innings. So we're we're not doing that anymore. Okay. Um, we just did that because we were playing four games in three days. So uh, extra innings is normal. normal. Okay. Yeah,
12: yeah. How about the lineup? Did you go ahead and set it up for uh, this
2: opening weekend? Uh, you're talking about the lineup, the starting lineup? Correct. And uh, in you your, in your Pitching rotation. Um, no. no. No on both of those, Troy. Okay.
12: A lot of times you'll announce it on this Monday. Really? I yeah, have done that have in the past? You have done that in the past. At least. I don't think he's ever given out a lineup. No, well, and he's I should say, how about the, you know, uh, you know, and hunt? gonna be friday night guy you would love to know that wouldn't you i'm sure he is i mean come on
2: (laughs) uh we want to make sure he was well (laughs) hey (laughs) i guess carson knows more than i do um but uh no we you know the thing is and it's not it's not like i'm trying to hide anything but just getting through the weekend making sure everybody feels good still
12: fine-tuning some
2: things well we want to make sure the pitchers feel good i mean there's Guys that in the past have been sore, and you you name a starting rotation, and then you're like, well, that guy's not pitching because he's sore. So just want to make sure everybody feels good, and uh, it has nothing to do with the opponent we're playing. It just
12: more so the health of our players. Once you do set up a lineup, at least for this opening weekend, how much change do you think it uh, there'll be during the season with it? You you ever Troy followed you, Cliff Calvin in the
0: yeah, past, yeah, no question, um, and, this and
2: even. We, we talked about it yesterday with the pitchers. I asked Cooch, I said, hey, when the starting rotation on opening weekend, how many times has it ended that way? And Cooch was like, zero. I go, exactly. Even in the COVID-shortened year, mm-hmm. the starting rotation was different. The last weekend series against Charlotte, I think it was,
12: versus whoever we opened up against. Is, is there ever a time where you think, man, I'm just going to leave it as is, or it's always tweaking, adjusting, changing? It's, it's not. It's not like you
2: go into it. I mean, look, you, you you think that you're putting the best lineup out there every time you do it. it if you it,
4: score 14 runs a game, you'd probably keep it the same, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no matter what that <laughs> analytics said, clip you go. Hey, we're scoring 14. We're hey, we're not changing. Let's we're not messing. Keep it going. Yeah. We
2: know the nine hole hitter is going 0 for 50, but we're hey. not messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> so you just make changes
12: where you feel you need to. When there's yeah, and we'll look. And
2: Troy, I would tell you this about this group, this team. We have as much depth positionally that we've ever had quality depth. Guys that have been in our program have gotten a lot better. Guys like C.J. Boyd and Cam Claunch and Joey Barini and Jacob Starling. I don't know if those guys will be in the starting nine opening day, but I can tell you this, man, like we've we got some really good players, and they're going to get their names called at times. And, of course, some freshmen that are very talented, and then you got the guys that have played a lot for us. So I, I'm excited it, about – having the ability and maneuvering stuff around. We can go really offensive. We can go really defensive. We can go somewhere in between. So.
12: Is that one of the hardest things though, managing the, the roster and the talent where you can only play nine guys and you got guys, a lot more than nine, that are capable of playing at any time. Is that the hardest part, trying to decide who plays when?
2: One of the hardest things and then keeping uh, guys in a selfless mode and not a selfish deal and being ready because... If you're over there and you're upset about not playing, then when your name's called, you're not in the right mental state to go out there and execute. And you look at a guy like Joey Barini last year. I think he had 12 at bats. And Clip follows us closely, Troy. Like he actually watches the game. I'm not saying other people don't. Very hurtful, coach. uh, Very hurtful. But Joey Barini (laughs) came off the bench last year. Clip will remember against North Carolina, smoked a ball in the left field for an RBI. Came off the bench against Charlotte in the regional when we're down first pitch smokes the ball in the left field Joey Barini and I asked him this the other day in front of the team I was like Joey of your 12 at bats how many were crucial he goes pretty much every one I go, yep. And that's what guys got to re- recognize is, man, that there's times Bryson, his freshman year, Bryson had about 50 at-bats. asked Bryson, of those 50, how many closers did you face? He goes, a lot. <laughs> so it's uh, very important for those guys to stay engaged. And then every year you have injuries. Yeah. You look at last yeah. year and Lane Hoover going down and, Riley Johnson, of course, played some. A-Mac went to the outfield, played a lot. So you got to be ready when those things happen because they're inevitably going to happen.
12: Cliff Guywin join us in studio here on PRL. The season opens this Friday against Bryant here in Clark-Eclair Stadium. Get out there, support the guys' three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Coach, the big question. um hate to put you on the spot. Well, I thought the big question was already asked about the lineups and the rotation. <laughs> no, the, well, the weather was going to be the big question originally, but we know how much you love talking about the weather. We don't want to put you in a funky mood. I There's are, nothing that you can do to me today for <laughs> or to put me in a funky mood. So, so all right, big question. Is the birdhouse back for this year, or is that just something that was with last year's team? Um, I don't
2: know. You'll have to ask Cooch Manor. Cooch Manor, I think he's going to be in charge one way or the other. I would say that I'm... Uh, not going to let the bird out of the birdhouse. So. <laughs> um, the cat out of the bag. Or cat the cat out, out of the birdhouse. Yes.
12: So it's still, it's, it could make a return, or I guess you guys could have something new if you chose to. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, I think it would have the opportunity to come back. Okay. I was curious. You know, it would be cool. I want people to come see the game. Here's, so here's a neat idea. What if you have the, bring back the birdhouse, which for folks that aren't paying attention, is the traffic cone which is kind of a celebration after every home run. What if it got painted purple? Hmm. Interesting, just to give it an updated look for
2: this year. Yeah, Cooch is probably not on social media, so we might have to just ask him about that. Okay,
4: you should have a meeting with Jake Koochmeier on all birdhouse matters.
12: <laughs> we could consult. That'd
4: be yeah. That'd, that'd be, be good. good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of coming back, I think you answered this at media day, but Scott is asking: Are you bringing back Cliff's Cab this year? Cliff's Cab making it its official
2: debut on Wednesday. All right. I, I heard. Uh, what was it? Uh, your was it your parents going to make a. Uh, my mom your mom wants, your my mom? mom wants to get on there.
12: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or think, she's not going to make I think it But you mentioned after. that at the banquet, right? Yeah, she wants yeah. to get on Cliff cam. Yeah. So she's going to make a guest appearance
2: at some point. Where time, are you going to take
12: her? Uh, I don't
2: know. Um, I'm a little surprised that she actually wants to be on camera, but mm. hey. Because
12: usually it's just you're taking students to class and then you're asking them questions. But there's been they, guest appearances. There have uh, been. That's true. Know. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor Ballard made a guest appearance one time. I always love it when you pick up the students and they don't know who you are. I love it. I I like to but then you turn them into Cliff fans because you give them (laughs) tickets and then all of a sudden hey they'll know who you are next time
5: yeah
4: you'll get a state or Carolina fan over there and Cliff will talk to uh, them for a few minutes it's it's like a
12: re-education program
4: season one um,
12: I think
2: it was a girl she got on the cab and I asked her I said hey do you know where I graduated college from she said
4: NC State I said get off the cab Uh, Shirley, let's get a break in. We'll come back more with Cliff Godwin. As uh, Coach, I want to ask you about a couple guys when we talked to the players earlier. I asked who are some young names that Pirate fans are going to be excited to see. Jake Hunter's name came up a lot, so I want to ask you about some of these unknowns that you've seen a lot of that we haven't seen. Uh, we'll do that and a whole lot more with Cliff Godwin when we return after this.
7: Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip.
4: All back with you here. On Pirate Radio Live, a Super Bowl Hangover Edition, a a Valentine's Day Edition. Yeah, wow. Did
12: you watch the Super Bowl, Coach?
4: I did watch the Super Bowl. I just fell asleep
2: for about ten minutes. I think you fell asleep for about (laughs) (laughs) thirty.
12: It was uh, was the thing to do in the second half.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Troy, as you said, uh, it wasn't the the finish was great. Yeah, the game itself uh, had some for a close
12: game. It was kind of boring. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Um,
12: The the ads I thought were boring this year maybe a couple good ones
2: but yeah I, I i like joe burrow um and i was pulling for the the bangles but unfortunately it didn't work out
12: he's got a bright future though Hey, he has a really bright yeah, future kid, kid knows how to win
4: coach i'm sure you thought to yourself one day man i really hope to be spending valentine's day with clip and troy at pirate radio that's got to be a dream come true for you <laughs> right
12: what, what else are you doing for
2: Valentine's Day, Coach? <laughs> no, this is the highlight. This is it. This is it. This is it. Hey, this is hey, This is the favorite part of my night right Oh, here.
4: boy. I'm sure. All right, back to baseball. Cliff Godwin joining us. Coach, I, I talked to uh, several of the players earlier and, and asked, hey, who are some names we're not familiar with yet that – Uh, Pirate fans are going to be excited to see. And everybody kept bringing up Jake Hunter. Apparently, he's been mowing some guys down in practice and scrimmages. So uh, how about Jake as a pitcher and any of the other young guys that we could see out on the field early? Well, I'm sure Ryder, Bryson, and uh, Zach were saying that because Jake
2: mowed them down um, at will yesterday. Um, So that was fresh on the brain for them, (laughs) I guess? It's still fresh (laughs) on the brain with me. uh, I had a little uh, coming-to-Jesus talk with guys that were in our starting lineup against Jake Hunter. And I I did it to challenge Jake Hunter and say, hey, look, buddy, you know everything's been kind of easy for you, but I'm going to stack the lineup against you uh, next time you pitch. And tell you what, man, he answered the bell, threw up zeros, pitched four innings, didn't give up a run. And, Hmm. yes, Zach Ryder and Bryson were on that side along with some of our other really good hitters. So I was a little bit disturbed by their focus yesterday, um, and they heard it from me.
4: But right. Jake has done a great. Jake has done a great <laughs> Well, that's job. like the purple gold football game Troy where one side looks good, the other side looks bad. I so know, a coach, it's hard, I know. A coach can never be happy because
12: one of his sides isn't doing it. Good, it so. really is kind of tough like that. And you want to be dominant, but you don't want to be too dominant over one side. No doubt. And uh
2: to Jake's credit, he did not back down from him. He filled up the strike zone and he has done that pretty much every time out especially this spring I don't think he's given up a run in the 10 innings he's thrown in the preseason
4: we know about Ben Newton coach it sounds like you're deep at catcher this year too a lot of options there we do we do Uh, Aiden Edwards is a freshman
2: who's had some arm soreness so I'm not sure if he'll be available to catch this upcoming weekend but Ben of course will Justin Wilcoxon and Ryan McChrystal all three of those guys will be available to catch and a lot of those guys bring different things to the table Um, in different ways and hey look don't be surprised if there's three different starting catchers At all three it just depends and we'll look at how they uh, we do look at you know how they receive pitching and you know Garrett Saylor's a sinker guy so who receives the ball better when he pitches and stuff like that so um, but all three of those guys, and Aiden, 2 they've all done a really good job.
12: Cliff, uh, evaluating talent before the season begins is so subjective. As you know, it's a lot easier to evaluate uh, at the end of the year with a record and a win-loss and see how these these guys have performed. But I hear people say, man, this is the the best roster Cliff has had since he's been here. It, who, 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 who says that? People, because, people say well, this. Well, and well and people, was, do they know? Like, do, they, do you feel that way, or do you not? You know, Is that something that's too hard to judge? No, nah, it's not too hard to, to judge for me. Do you think this is the best roster you've had since you've been here? From
2: top to bottom, it's the best roster we had. You don't. I can evaluate talent. I don't need the people to tell me what we got on our team. Uh, our coaches, we see it every day. Now, that's what I'm asking. So how,
11: th-
12: those people are right, I guess. Well, they're right because they've heard me say it. They're not right because they went out there and, <laughs> right. and, well, and, and I, evaluated maybe it. Maybe so. I, I. But you know, that's why I was wondering. I don't know if I've heard you say that officially yet.
2: I had. I said it during media day. We're okay. as deep as we've ever been. So that's my way of saying that we're as talented as we've ever been from top to bottom. Now, that being said, I I don't judge a team on that. I mean, in 2015, if we just said, hey, how are you going to play based on your talent? I go, well, we're not good. So, Mm -hmm. But you go out there and you compete, and that's why you play the game. And that's why I was frustrated with the white team yesterday, because it was on any given day could have been our starting lineup. And they walked out there like they were just going to beat the other team because they were in the starting lineup. Right that is not beneficial for what we need to do because there's so much parity in all of college athletics but especially in baseball everybody's gotten a year back and everybody's older and man you don't show up dude you will get your tail kicked so if we don't do that it doesn't matter how much talent we have
12: how do you like this um conference looking like in baseball this year
2: um i don't know i mean we'll be the conference will be better than was last year i felt like the four game series made our conference worse and just dealing with all the covid stuff you know you beat up on each other and some teams didn't play well in the non-conference for instance south florida and we ended up with them and i think they were last in the conference standings and we beat them the first two games on that friday or that thursday because it was a thursday friday saturday weekend because we're going to the conference tournament and then the pitchers they ran out on friday and saturday i was like how are they last in the conference where did these guys come from? And of course, then they won the regional at uh, at Florida, and went to the Super Regional. So, uh, I think
12: our conference will be very deep and talented. Um, who will be good? I got no idea. I-, I love your schedule this year. I think it's a great mix of teams. Uh, and I personally, I do love you know having North Carolina State back on the schedule. Of course, North Carolina too. Uh, you got a game duke uh the claire classics is making up for a you know another awesome classic got uncw back on as far as non-conference games uh you've done a great job putting this thing together for folks that don't know that you know you're very hands-on and when baseball that you're putting this together almost year to year or or maybe at one or two years out at this point
2: it's two to three years out jeff palumbo leads the charge with the scheduling of course there's a lot of communication between him and i Uh, The reason the North Carolina series is happening is because Scott Forbes, uh, once he became head coach, he said, hey, look, I'm all for us doing that like we did back in 2018. And I said, yeah, let's do it every year. So we're doing it every year on the second weekend of the season, a three-game series with North Carolina. And to reiterate with fans, they, they did not get the upper hand. We just agreed to play there Friday and Saturday this year here on Sunday. And then next year, Friday and Saturday, will be in Greenville and Sunday in Chapel Hill. Yeah, and then uh, how's your relationship with uh, NC State nowadays? It's great. L.A. Day event has has been awesome since we, after we played in the regional and we met in his office when I was recruiting and he, uh, you know, aired out some things that he was frustrated with and and I did the same and he's been awesome and and been very um, hospitable as far as playing us, um, you know, each year home and home and look the thing i would tell you guys is they don't have to play us duke don't have to play us carolina don't have to play us so we want to stay in their good graces so they continue to play us uh, each and every year
12: because it's great
2: for college baseball in the state of North Carolina.
12: It gets attention. It brings take, brings fans to the games but uh, both locations. Yeah, so, I no mean, question. I it creates revenue and, yeah. and definitely uh, much. It's good for baseball, as you said. Yeah, no doubt.
4: We saw Bryant a few years ago in Charlottesville. Coach, you guys knocked him off on a Friday and then knocked off Virginia and William and Mary, I believe, to flip win that you, regional.
2: You're your, your, a right. uh, your dictionary of information. Got that. You know.
4: How about? the uh, the 2022 ryan bulldogs <laughs> how much do we know about them i know
2: absolutely nothing about them other than um ryan klosterman's their head coach who uh actually played at clemson and when tim corbin left from clemson to be the head coach at vanderbilt he took uh Kloster with him to be their shortstop at vanderbilt i think he was a third or fourth round draft pick out of there played a long time in minor league baseball was a career triple a player and he's from the Orlando area I think Claremont and so when I, Jeff and I were at UCF he would work some of our camps and he ended up being an assistant coach at UCF so he's very well versed at uh, about East Carolina because he was an assistant coach at UCF and of course they're in our conference so he has been to Clark LeClaire he will have his players ready prepared uh, they'll know about the jungle etc. so uh, and, and they're pretty much every year winning their conference so I know in 2016, we faced a big leaguer. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Clip, you can
4: fact-check me on that. And thank God we had a guy named Evan Krasinski Hmm. throw seven shutout innings. Against the team I remember that year, I didn't know anything about them. All I heard was they hit this crazy amount of home runs the regular season. Well, they were the the two seed, and we were the three seed. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You had your road jerseys on that game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And last time you were in Clark Claire, some of the best atmospheres – and, you know, I don't know, you've played in it, you've been there, but that regional last year, I think with the the COVID restrictions being lifted, fans being back, that was some yeah. of the more fun days what, and nights It was in like Greenville, the first kind of remember.
12: big event that there was a party where it got back to normal, yeah. people weren't wearing masks, it was like, oh, this is what regular life is like. Well, up until that point, and
2: it seems like 10 years ago, uh, you know, we started the season with just parents in the stands mm-hmm. and then it became 50 capacity so the regional was the first full capacity game um of last year so i think parent uh, or excuse me fans were so fired up i i think personally it was the loudest that clark eclair's ever been since i have been the head coach for sure
12: mm-hmm. um in a regional atmosphere I, i'd agree with you i mean i've been um the ones before here in greenville and it it got pretty loud at south carolina game yep, uh, yep. that year but I would say that it was right up there that Hoover hit in the center field about the yeah, loudest
4: right, I man. can remember yeah.
2: chills chills. Bryson's you know double and then Hoover's hit against Charlotte we wouldn't
4: have beat Charlotte if we hadn't been playing at home um, all the credit goes to the Pirate fans Shirley, let's go to break and as we do let's make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag
7: booty 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 everywhere booty 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 booty, booty everywhere
4: cliff godwin big bubba sparks guy right i like bubba back sparks. in the day yeah all right 317 1250 Shirley, what do you want to give away today
7: uh how about let's do a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of chico's all right
4: sounds like That's a good one chico's today
2: i would like that can I get my name in the hat? <laughs>
7: we can, if you're a caller,
2: what caller are we looking for?
12: Caller 9. Caller 9, we, I, know, I know some people, Coach, we can get you hooked up. Three, <laughs> Let one, someone else win this one. We'll <laughs> take care
4: of you. 317-1250. We'll have our winner more with Coach Cliff Goblin after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Congratulations to Leonard Mansfield of Greenville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. And enjoy uh, favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, they have ice cold cervezas, and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
4: All righty. Hey, you got an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Buc. The Bonnies are rolling 36-26 over St. Louis' first half action in New York. UNCW. A winner earlier today over William & Mary as uh, the Seahawks are having a good year this year. A couple of scores there on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. All right. uh, Cliff Rock, (laughs) Troy T., and Coach Cliff Godwin here ahead of East Carolina's start to the 2022 baseball season. Pirates will be at home for three against Bryant starting Friday at 4 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Heard some news earlier today, Coach. Uh... I knew I know Jake Agnos, I know Zach Agnos. There's a John Agnos that will be throwing out the first pitch Friday. Throwing out the first pitch. it's awesome.
12: Yeah. The older brother of Jake and Zach. That's correct. I uh I met him last year and I think he looks very similar to Jake, if I'm not mistaken. They they favor each other.
2: Definitely more than John favors Zach, I would say for sure. Yeah. yeah.
4: And, and Zach said he was Katie. like a crossfit guy. He's pretty put
2: together. Yeah. He looks like he could play football for East Carolina. Um, and there's also Katie. Katie, uh, she, um, she's been to a few games as well. Um, but I'm sure the whole Agnos clan will be there for game one. And, you know, so blessed to have been able to just know Nico. And uh, I'm glad we're able to put a bench out there in his honor. And John threw out the first pitch. And, of course, we'll have the Nico patches on all of our hats and all of our helmets. That's awesome. Yep. Great, great tribute to him. And uh, what a great baseball family for ECU. Yeah, the Pirates would would not have won as many games if it weren't for the Agnos family. I can tell you that.
4: And uh, and Zach talked earlier about, and and we've talked about it too. Like the the Pirate family extends from beyond the the diamond. The coaches, it goes out to the fans. It goes out to the parents. Like everybody's involved on this thing, coach, and uh, it makes it makes it go right. It makes it successful. Well, you know, when you when you, you're named a head coach, you know, back
2: in the summer of fourteen and. You don't know what year seven, eight are going to look like, but the thing I take away is the Pirate Nation family with guys that are now former players, but guys that I played with, everybody's just so excited about the team and just, you know, the season tickets. And when there's a tragedy, there's people there to support the families. All all that stuff is, is really cool. And, you know, I don't think you can really describe it to somebody who hasn't been a part of it. Um, and I know Zach is a great poster child now from what unfortunately what their family has been through but been so
12: many people that have just reached out to him to help him out and help his family out during a tough time i think it gets back to what you would refer to as culture of a program and this is no knock to any other coach here at east carolina or any other program but i I don't think there's any culture that's better than what you've built here and a lot of it is because you're from here you played here you get it uh it's not just a job it is a lifestyle to you and including the former guys back all the time is part of the fabric of this program makes a big difference and that affects then the culture, then becomes the team chemistry, which is why I think you guys have so much – one of the reasons why you have so much success every year.
2: I definitely would agree with that. And, and look, man, I, I definitely can't take all the credit. It's been a an effort by a village, as people say. And, you know, of course, Jeff Palumbo has been with me since day one. Zach Max has been with me from day one. There's been a lot of different faces, but hiring the right people, hiring – great people, and I would tell everybody who owns a business, um, you hire people that have integrity, that are loyal to you, that are hardworking, and if they lack experience, they'll figure that part out, and you might have uh, some bumps in the road early on, but at the end of the day, if you continue to keep them there, which would be able to do like with like Blake Hardigree Hardig- and Pete Boscano for a long time, those guys... Man, they they worked their tails off to make the place go.
12: I was driving home from the uh, Super Bowl party last night, and I was listening to pirate radio, actually. So you woke up to drive I did. I did wake now. up.
4: And, uh, was I was a, asleep on my own up. couch.
12: <laughs> I was at a. You uh, were sleeping on somebody else's <laughs> couch? Yeah, it was, it was Bram, oh my God. Bram Anderson's couch. The story gets from, better. It does. From yeah. it was actually his couch. It wasn't even my own house. <laughs> Everybody loves um, burgers. Yeah, so that's why I couldn't control that content. If it was my house, I would have. Made him put his phone in like in a basket so he couldn't have done wow. that to me. But anyway, um,
4: I digress. I've I was, passed out at tiebreakers before, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
12: Uh, I was driving home listening to pirate radio. We had the game on, and they were in the. They had a great post game, and someone from Westwood One interviewed the uh, L.A. Rams owner, and they said, "What is the you know secret to the success? You know, you, if, if other owners are out there trying to do what you're trying to do, try to win a Super Bowl. That's the ultimate. How do you do it?" I was like, well, what's this guy? This guy's not going to give away the secrets, you know. Yeah. He said it's simple. He said exactly what you said because you said surround yourself with great people. A- 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 if yeah, surround-
4: by Von Miller and Odell Beckham, and yeah. get the. But best I mean, players. on
12: all plat- surround yourself with great coaches, great players, okay. great fo- po- folks in the front office. You know, build it. Th- the more great people you surround yourself with, is how they built that thing. Well,
2: and and I – look, I don't know the ins and outs of NFL football and their organization specifically, but that's why I don't like the transfer portal because I don't think you can sustain success if you're living out of the transfer portal. Yeah, can you go get a piece here and there? But if they don't fit into your culture, can you imagine us bringing in maybe the best pitcher in the country, but he's maybe not a great human being? How is that going to affect everybody else? We're going to play worse at times because – this guy maybe when he pitches we win every game but then everybody doesn't like him and and it's just it's a mess so uh, i'm all for developing guys that we bring in and, and of course there's guys that leave our program not a lot but that it's not a good fit but at the end of the day we're able to sustain some success even when gavin williams leaves thomas francisco leaves connor norby alec burleson and krasinski and others yeah
12: but those great people just got exactly what you do you try to surround yourself with great people on the field a great coaches off the field great support staff if you can get the best team of all those guys that's how you you know and then keep building it every year well everybody's really invested
2: in what we do at ECU baseball and i'm talking about down to the student managers who get paid nothing and have to wash uniforms but they're in the dog pile they, they love it and i tell them i was like hey like you guys are helping us win a national championship if their laundry is hung up and it's not wet they're going to be in a better mindset when they get on the field sure.
4: and yeah. they're going to practice better and all those little things they do matter yep cliff uh some people care about this stuff so last year i think we had white jersey white pinstripe gold and black did i make is there a purple in there as well there is a purple any new uniforms anything different hats this year camo unis this year (laughs) we do not have camo unis just the hats yeah (coughs) just the hats
2: so uh we will go this weekend i'll I'll give you something troy here we go hey we're gonna go we're gonna go white unis white unis on friday all right shocker honey shocking for everybody (laughs) purple and white on uh saturday and then the gold top on sunday sweet the purple top is actually a little bit different Mm -hmm. pretty simple but they're brand new and i really like them Ooh. camo hats on sweep day uh if necessary yeah if we can luckily get there we will go right. camo
12: with the gold and i missed it earlier who will be wearing those unis on the mound friday saturday <laughs> sunday
4: who's wearing the whites
2: does troy think he's smarter than that oh that was that. for troy i thought that was pretty <laughs> good actually <laughs> try back <to> backdoor that he's not trick me but
4: i'm <laughs> yeah. not as smart as you could <laughs> <laughs> so there you go who picks out the uh the hats? Is that a team call pitcher call? Well, we wear the uh the traditional purple hat with the white
2: on white, just the okay. the, the white front we wear with the purple top and then uh, depending on the gold, if we're going for a sweep, obviously wear the camo. And then uh, if we're wearing the black uni on the road, we'll go with the traditional purple hat.
12: All right, this this may be a silly question, and I think we've talked about this off the air. I don't think I've ever asked you this on the air, so I want to get it on the record. Uh. But, and, I, and I forget what your answer is, so this will be good to ask this it again. It's kind of scared. No, it's, it, baseball's a I- unique sport. I can't think of another sport out there that the coach – dresses as the player mm-hmm. you know i don't see joe dooley in a basketball uniform uh i don't see coach houston in a football jersey um I, I, why is baseball and this is across, not just ecu it's it's across the you know everywhere just about other than maybe little league <laughs> um why do the coaches, corey scott would look great in a uh, <laughs> yeah. little league jersey <laughs> yeah. by the way why why do the in baseball do the coaches in college and pro dress as the players I have no idea, but
2: I'd actually like to be a football coach and wear the pads on the sidelines. So if I got mad at the referees,
12: I could now, tackle them. So it's not required, is it? I didn't. You know, is that just something? that's just to tradition. Wear, I mean, could you wear? It I've never some, seen a coach not. No, like. I mean, could you wear a golf shirt? if you wanted to or uh, you know if you're in the dugout
2: but you're supposed to by rule wear the same top the same uni as the players so it's part of the rules of the game if you're coaching a base I don't know what the major
12: league rules are but the college rules okay I just always found it interesting just you don't see it in any other sport but it is that way in baseball well you have because I wonder if the history of baseball some of the like when the sport maybe was getting founded some of these coaches were players too maybe that's how it got started maybe yeah you know player that hence the term player coach Hence the term player coach. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I don't really have a good answer for you, Troy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that would be good, a good observation. Though. Yeah. All right. Uh, coach Godwin, third base coach. Palumbo, first base. Nothing changed there. Uh, Austin Knight, new role, but he's been around. Right. So looks like I mean familiarity is a good thing, right? Consistency. You got that going. Uh, with of course coach Deets, uh, coach Dietz out, but Austin Knight filling in there. Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff
2: and I have been together going on eight years. We were assistant coaches at UCF. I'm sure Jeff can pretty much tell you what's going to happen when i um, run the offense before it happens, because we've been together so long. And of course, we talk in the dugout and stuff, and he's great with the base running and our team defense. Austin was right next to Deets last year. Um, I can tell you this, uh, I knew he was going to be really good at what he would do as a pitching coach but it's been impressive to watch him and i go back to the loyalty piece and the hard working piece and and i just knew he would do a great job but when people take it personal when they don't get the results that they're looking for and when i was a hitting coach just to explain it coach bianco would come in and just you know go god how did we only score one run yesterday and I took it personal because i was in charge of our hitters and he would be like why are you taking it personal well i feel bad that i didn't equip our guys to be able to do more yesterday so i would go back to the drawing board and you know have individual meetings or whatever i needed to do and and austin's the same way so he's done a tremendous job with our pitching staff and and those Mm -hmm. younger guys have developed so much and they're continuing to come i'm just excited to see um what those guys and what he can do and and he's just had a a young boy deacon um, and even with having a newborn he has come to work and done a great job
12: cliff godwin joining us to take one final time out get got, ready to wrap it up got a score update from scores from around the county clip if you'd like it a championship score
4: on the buccaneer music hall
12: scoreboard I sure do mm-hmm. uh this b- just in it da was buck. well done <laughs> it's the uh pitt county ladies middle school county championship the division one champion. Hope Mustangs were taking on the Division II champion CM Epps Bulldogs. I
4: had Epps minus
12: 14. So (laughs) Did you? Well, uh, Epps was blowing them out in the first half. I was doing some announcing, as you know, before the show. And uh, boy, Hope made a run in the second half that was almost epic, but they were denied (laughs) 34-33. Epps Bulldogs wins the County Championship! Congratulations! That's a big win. They finished the season fourteen and zero. Oh wow! Understood. Yeah, and, and by the way, head coach—you may remember him—former Pirate Phoenix Evans. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Is coaching that team, and also so he's he, football and hoops. He, yeah, he uh, coaches the football team, the lady basketball team, and is the athletic director. We featured him on this program before. Yep. Doing a great job. So his first year as athletic director and uh, coach. That's big win, time. Wins a uh, championship and look, hope that that's a great win for them. Yeah. Congrats
4: to Coach Evans and those uh, Bulldogs. We'll take a timeout. Come back and have uh, more with Coach Gowen. Wrap it up after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back and taking a quick look at your stock market report before we close the show out. The Dow was down 171 points at 34,566. NASDAQ was unchanged at 13,790. S&P dropped 16 points and closed at 4,401. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's the clip. All
4: right, wrapping it up here on a Monday. Coach Godwin, appreciate you hanging out with us. Good luck this year. Can't wait to uh, be out at Clark McClare on Friday thanks clip appreciate it glad to be here on our off day so I will not be back the rest of the week if you guys were waiting for me or Come the rest five. of the year probably <laughs> <laughs> I know. we'll see you in august
12: always September we might hook up with you mid-week yeah. like mid, yeah. mid-season and then usually Monday's the normally a, a pretty good day unless we're playing on Tuesdays definitely before the conference tournament yeah. so, I mean we'll be talking with you and stuff so,
4: yeah. Yeah. Bryson uh, World earlier uh, he said Cliff's uh, Coach Godwin's coming up at 5 I said yeah I don't know what kind of mood he's going to be in. And he said, yeah, I did not talked to him today, so I can't warn you if he's in a bad mood. <laughs> he's probably in a good mood, though. I like, okay.
12: I, you've been in a good yeah, mood lately. Good for mood. game week, i got to give you yeah, a compliment, Coach. Good. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Right. Bryson's probably
2: like, yeah, I'm glad you guys weren't there after practice yesterday. <laughs> uh, a little different. A little bit different.
4: All right. We'll uh, see you Thursday, Troy D. Yes. Be back here at 5. And good luck, Coach. Yeah. Thank We're, you, guys. I to appreciate
2: it. NASA Thanks for the support.
4: Show. I appreciate it. We'll talk some baseball Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live with Coach O. Dr. Gary Overton is going to join us on the show. That
0: and more on the way Tuesday, 3 o'clock. We'll see you then on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of
9: the Pirate Nation.